We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. Bonus episode. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and it's all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Culture push over pop culture. Uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Pretty sure only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's pop culture leftovers. Five, five, four, three, three, two, two, one. Hey, welcome to our Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker Roundtable, where we're going to be breaking down and discussing the new trailer that was just released Friday at Star Wars Celebration. Let me introduce our panel first before we jump into our breakdown. First, uh, Jake, welcome. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you're here every week. Uh, we also have <laughs> Kevin Shanks from the Nobody Asked You Kevin podcast. Welcome, Kevin. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Dan Ramirez from the Heroes of Noise podcast. Welcome, Dan. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. And finally, Matt Kirby from the Brute Force and Ignorance a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Welcome. Good evening, guys. All right. Everybody is, uh, I'm sure everyone's excited to talk about this. Um, oh, I yeah. guess we can kind of just, uh, you know, jump into, I guess, what our overall initial thoughts were of the trailer. Like, if we liked it. I, I mean, I don't want to di- dive deep into the minutiae of the trailer yet. We're going to do that. But, like, I guess we can just talk about, like, did you like it? Are you... Are you happy JJ's back? I mean, this new direction. I mean, 
I, we can kind of talk about that. And I don't know, Jake, you want to rate this thing? Yeah, I mean, I would give it a Tupperware. I, I really well, let me let me that. play the rating system. My whole question to ask you is like, we're gonna rate it? Are we gonna rate it? So I guess we are gonna <laughs> oh, rate I, it. I misread the field there. You you were just like, let me give you my fucking rating right off the bat. <laughs> but uh, tell you what, we're gonna rate. We'll, we'll rate this thing. If this is your first time listening, I would like you to be familiar with our rating system. Jake doesn't really give a fuck apparently. So Jake's just Jake's just like, yeah, give it a dish, and everybody like, what? What is that? All right, give it a Tupperware, sure, buddy. Um, yeah, I give it. Uh, I I don't know. I give it some uh, aluminum uh, bottles or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd saran wrap that. Saran wrap it. Baggy uh, <laughs> Ziploc. Ziploc it. Uh, here we go. Uh, rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, Jake, I guess jump into your rating, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm going to toss it. No, no I... <laughs> Yeah, I give it a Tupperware. I thought it was great. It was I was at work when it debuted, so I like had to jump into the back and watch the stream. And yeah, it, it was just super exciting. And you know, I don't want to go into the minutia of it, but yeah, I mean, I am glad JJ's back. Um, I'm by no means a Ryan Johnson or a Last Jedi hater, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of here for this. I'm Force Awakens. I do like a little bit more than the Last Jedi, and I just kind of like the fun popcorn star wars feel that jj brought that one and i think there's going to be a bit more mythology in this but i still think it is going to have that kind of just popcorn movie feel that he kind of brought for episode seven so i'm excited for that all right uh kevin oh man i (laughs) i've got a tupperware this uh it uh tremendous i loved it um and I, i think i had said before on social media somewhere, but um, it made me feel like a kid again. I mean, it made me so goddamn happy. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it, it was, I I took time out of work and I watched it and I watched it and I watched it and I went to the bathroom and watched it and I left and I watched it and I probably watched it a good 30 times before leaving work. Um, I, I, I loved it so much. So I am so excited to actually talk about it. Oh, sorry, my cat. What the? What is going on? <laughs> my cat's rubbing his head up against the table leg. Um. Anyway, that that's going to be a thing happening right now. Dan, what do you think? I woke up yesterday and I'd completely forgotten that the celebration was going on. So just turned on Twitter or looked at Twitter and lost my shit when I saw it. So I ran into the front room, turned it on, and right when it started, man, it, it just like Jake said, it brought back, and Kevin, actually, it brought back, like, feelings of childhood. Um, I'm more of a fan of the JJ movies than I am the Ryan Johnson movie, but that said, I, I love them all. Uh, this one got me emotional and it got me very emotional. Like the, the, uh, force awakens did where I did actually see that one at star Wars celebration. So I'm tough wearing the shit out of this right now. I cannot wait to talk about it. I've seen the trailer probably a good, like 30, 40 times, but yeah, all the way, man, totally excited. All right, so yeah, uh, Matt Kirby. We got yeah. We, I mean, it's Tupperware's down the line apparently. So Matt, what do you think? I, I'm going to Tupperware as well. It's a it's a great trailer. Um, like everyone else said, it, it brings back those feelings of being a kid again and that love for Star Wars. As everyone knows, I I love the Last Jedi, um, and I'm not going to apologize for that. 
But, um, yeah, I'm kind of glad to see JJ back. I am a little bit skeptical mm. and a little bit cautious that they're going to wreck on a load of stuff that Ryan Johnson did. But we'll see um, when we get more trailers or, or when we get the actual movie. But for the moment, it's it's definitely a Tupperware. It's a great fucking trailer. Yeah, I'm leaning. Uh, I'm with you, Matt. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I'm with everybody. I'm going to give it a Tupperware, the trailer alone. But I am. I think I'm kind of like mirroring more of what Matt's saying here. Like I, this trailer excitement, like my excitement level is like through the roof. But yeah, I mean, there, it, not only is it, is it just the worry of like retconning some of the things that Ryan Johnson did. And I am a last Jedi supporter. I love the last Jedi love Ryan Johnson. Um, and if you were to ask me like who I want to direct episode nine, I would probably tell you that Ryan Johnson's the guy to do it. Um, that being said, we're getting JJ. I am worried about that. I am worried about some comments that JJ has made over the past mm. few days. Um, you can read into them what you want, but I don't think that they sound great. Um, and uh, I don't know where, what we're going to get with this movie. I've never – let's talk about this, guys. JJ's coming back. JJ, for me, has never been able to make a really great sequel, and he's never been able to, in my opinion, and maybe he hasn't had the opportunity to show what he can do with an ending. He wasn't really involved, I guess. I didn't watch Lost, but he, from everything I've heard, he, he wasn't that involved with, like, the ending of Lost. Um, as far as, like, the Star Trek franchise, like, that second movie was not that good. Uh, and I just haven't seen him be kind of like the guy to come in there and give stuff like the ending that is deserving of the, and guys, we're talking about like he's giving us the final ending to now nine movies. He's got to connect the trilogies. We'll talk about what he's doing to connect them all within this podcast. But like, I am worried about like him putting a final capper on the beloved, you know, Star Wars franchise, the Skywalker saga here. Jake, you got, yeah. I mean, talk to me, man. Yeah, it, it's it's a valid fear. I, I I get that. And, you know, I agree. I mean, it's hard to say. It's it's sticking the landing is the hardest part of any, like, fiction narrative, right? It's You can easily biff that. And then when you do, it kind of mars the whole thing as a whole. So, yeah, I think your fear is rational. Um, I think I'm a I'm little more leaning on the side of I'm not as worried as you. But, I mean, I guess it's there a little bit. Um, I also don't want them to retcon a lot of stuff and i too have seen some of the stuff that jj has said that i guess could make you weary that a little bit of that might happen but i I do think at the end of the day jj has a lot of respect for ryan johnson and isn't i don't think he would just scrub the whole thing away and rewrite everything Uh, that's ridiculous that's what we see on the surface man as far as like the those comments came from a place of like you didn't move forward with what I wanted to do. That's that's fully what I believe those comments came from. And I don't think that there's any bad blood between Ryan Johnson and JJ, but I do think that you got two guys that are very passionate about their visions for the franchise. And I'm sure JJ has and we'll talk about his quotes and everything, but he had a vision for like where this is going to go, and Ryan Johnson pulled back on that. And Ryan Johnson took it his own way. And dude, and let me, I'll just say this right now. There's a scene in this trailer where you literally see someone 
putting the mask of Kylo Ren back together, welding it together with like this crystal or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's They're, a bit telegraphed, isn't it? It's very telegraphed. I mean, and JJ does this in his stuff. Like if you remember, like when you watch The Force Awakens, the first line in that movie is, uh, you know, this will make things right. And, yep. and it's, and, 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 and that was very meta as to far, as far as like how Star Wars fans were feeling about the prequels. A lot, a majority of the fans, not a, a, a very, uh, large, vocal portion of the fans were not happy with the prequels. So JJ at the beginning was like, this movie will make that right. I'm going to make fans excited about star Wars again. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you the movie that's that star Wars feel. And in this right off the bat, man, we're seeing somebody repairing Kylo Ren's mask. And that's something that was destroyed by Ryan Johnson in the last movie. And it's like JJ saying, nope, don't worry. I'm going to put it all back together again. Don't yeah. panic. We'll sort it out. We'll it, fix it all. Exactly. But even, I even found that, that even on the, the panel, a lot of the comments that were kind of skirting around The Last Jedi almost felt very tongue-in-cheek, like they were taking the mickey out of it a little bit and yeah. like, oh, don't worry, we, we, we're forgetting that. They, I don't think they even named it, did they? They just always called it the previous movie. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of always dismissed, and I felt that that was, like, that was very telling of what they're, where they're going from now, is yeah. they were just kind of brushing that, like, oh, don't worry, that's our dirty little secret mistake. We'll, we'll, we'll sort that all out. Shit. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of just like want to dive into some of this stuff like right now. I mean, I, I've got all these beautiful detailed notes. If you saw my, if you saw my detailed notes, they're just beautiful and they're detailed. But I kind of just like want to jump into this like right now as far as like what we're talking about. So I, 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 I think I will. I, oh, it's. I don't know. I don't know if I want to just you know, you know, like it's Christmas morning. And you got these beautiful, you know, and you just rip it off the. Presents rip the wrap, them open. just ripping them up. I feel like that's what <laughs> I'm doing. Like, as a, one first. yeah, I'm looking at the beautiful package right now. I'm looking at it, but I feel like I just want to rip everything open. And even if I see socks, I'll toss them off to the side and get to the next thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to rip this. I'm very excited to talk about this. Um, I feel like in the last movie we did episode eight, The Last Jedi. It was set up by Ryan Johnson that, you know, Ray's parents were, you know, they were, they were drunks and they, and they just dropped her off on that planet. They sold her for, for beer money. Um, and, uh, and then they, and then they left her and that, that, that she was a nobody, that she came from no one. Um, I feel like with the introduction, and I'm not saying this is 100% true, with the introduction of Palpatine, in this, at the end of this trailer, it's clearly Palpatine. I've got quotes from JJ basically <laughs> confirming it's, that Palpatine's gonna be in this movie. That there's a lot we can take away from that. Now, in the original trilogy, they hid Luke and Leia from Vader, right? I mean, could we, could, I mean, and I'm not saying this is happening, but like, could Luke and, and Yoda known about Palpatine kind of like maybe being kind of like a Sauron-esque character and not a physical character yet, but kind of like waiting and uh, waiting for his time to come back and, and trying to find a way back into the into the physical realm. And um, maybe you want to keep it quiet that Rey is important. Or, 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 I mean, 
we recently found out last year from the Star Wars comics, Darth Vader number 25, that Palpatine created Anakin. And this is canon. Like, And you can say, well, you know, that's canon in the comic. They won't bring that. I'm not saying that they're going to bring up the fact that the Emperor created Anakin. But they could have brought up the fact that Emperor created Anakin in the comics to soften the blow when we watch this movie and the Emperor reveals that he created Rey. That he was the one that kind of um, influenced her creation. Um, manipulated. I agree with that logic. So, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Am I, am I, I like how you put it, soften yeah. the blow. I think yeah. that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. exactly what's going on here. Yeah. You kind of introduce a concept through a comic book yeah. without giving the pay dirt. Yeah. So th- that type of like story logic isn't completely from left field. Right. I, I kind of like what you're spelling out there. And I think it, it's no, it's real quick. It's no yeah. accident that, I mean, rise is in the title of the movie. I mean, that's a word heavily associated with Palpatine throughout the entire series. Right. And I, I definitely think there's something to read there as well. And yeah, yeah. JJ's all but confirmed that Palpatine's here. So Brian, yeah. I, I also want to go back to what you were saying um, about whether or not other characters have always known that the evil is there, like a Sauron in the back. I find that very fascinating. Um, I kind of thought he would, it would be a surprise to everyone. He was still there, but that's very interesting that Luke and Leia just kind of, didn't even want to bring it up. It was so horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't there be a chance that I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, I'm just ahead. curious. Wouldn't there be a chance that they would be sensing his presence all along? Yoda. And yeah. that's why they're doing that. If Yoda, I mean, if anybody's going to sense his presence, I, I would imagine it would be Yoda in the ethereal realm or basically in the force world. You know, like I, I, I could imagine that Yoda maybe has had conversations with Luke about, you know, him feeling a darker presence or something. But we also know, like, from other reports, and guys, there could be spoilers in this podcast um, that we that we bring up, you know, that we've kind of, like, heard. But we've heard the rumor of, you know, you know what? Let's save all this. Let's save all this. Let's, let's do the breakdown. <laughs> I don't want to jump too far ahead into spoilers. Let's Putting the sticky tape back on the presents. Yeah, yeah. I'm ha- I, I mean, I can already see like where this is going, and I'm having a blast doing it. But we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. We're, we'll tell you what, we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about the title, and then we'll jump into our our trailer breakdown. Um, does anybody have? What are your? Uh, first off, I want to know. What we all think of the title. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, for me, I kept confusing it when it first came out. I kept wanting to say, like, Rise of the Skywalker or the Rise of the Skywalker. It just sounds – they've worded it so, so weird that it doesn't, like, roll off the tongue for me. The Rise of Skywalker. It just doesn't – I don't know. It's But it does fit – as far as like the other films, like the last movies, like Return of, well, no, it doesn't. Like it should be Rise of the Jedi then, uh, Rise of the Skywalker, because it's uh, Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith. Like this one is just the Rise of Skywalker. So that's why, yeah, I keep, yeah, I keep wanting to say the Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> but yeah, just is, it, oh, is there is there more than one Skywalker, or is it referring to, or is it referring just to one specific person? 
I, I mean, we're, we, we, those are theories that we're, I want us to talk about here, man. That's absolutely. I think that's the, I think that would be the important the or the exclusion of the. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, it's. As far as we know, there's only one at the moment, isn't there? Which is Ben. That's Ben Solo, yeah. He's the only he's the only blood bloodline Skywalker surviving. So. Well, that's that's not true. Leia is surviving in this movie. Well, yeah. Well, we don't know how, how long they do. We don't I know. know when I, they're, I'm, hey, when they're going to kill her off? I know. Well, I mean, we don't know if we don't know how they're going to handle her character in this one. No. So, um, but uh, I love the title. Actually, it, it, it isn't a very traditional Star Wars title, but I just. Like you said, like we can barely even talk about it without skipping to the end of what we're planning for this podcast. And the fact that just the title of the movie itself has so many like connotations and mysteries within it. it I just really like it. I like intrigue and I like mystery when it comes to Star Wars. And I love that the title just puts it right out there. Any any theories that you I mean, and I don't care if you like them or not. I mean, I have I have three theories myself. I have one that I absolutely hate. I have one that I like and I have one that I love. Yeah, theories of the meaning of the title. Yes. I, I, I almost just think it's going to be simplistic that it really is is Ben rising, Whether and I'm not sure whether that's in a good way or in a bad way, honestly. Yeah, this doesn't really show all of its cards. It could go several different ways, and I, I know that's what they want to do that for. They're not going to put – let's – okay, for instance, do you think it's possible still that there may be a Kylo and Rey siblinghood? Is that possible? If so – what you know they could be like the rise of the skywalkers they wouldn't put that in there you know what i mean but could this be rise the rising of skywalker as far as you know uh like can we talk about the trailer yet do you want to talk about that at all any of the words that are said or anything i mean in the opening line is what i'm referring to when we hear luke's voice and he says uh something to the effect of we've passed on all we know you have i think it's like thousands of generations within you or something like that so could this be a new form of Jedi, a Skywalker level Jedi, perhaps? I don't know. I've, I've been thinking of all kinds of crazy. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen I've seen that theory yeah. floating around. That it's, uh, it's referring to a new class of Jedi Knight, um, as in the Skywalkers rather than Jedi. So they're the, I presume it's Rey going to then class herself as a as a as a gray Jedi, which is classed as a Skywalker, for instance, as being uh, banded around quite a bit. Yeah, I've heard that. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, even Luke tells Ray in the last movie, I know only one truth. It's time for the Jedi to end. So, like, with her coming up with his teachings and him saying that, it, you know, a lot of people are thinking that new Force users coming out of, like, Ray, Ray's training or whatever would be called Skywalkers. I, that's the theory that I kind of hate. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a real fan of that kind of theory. Um, the, the one that I like is that with this being the, end of this chapter in star wars that it's actually just referring to the skywalker saga it's not referring to a person um it's not ray or kylo or even or even luke it's um the legacy uh and and knowledge that luke is like responsible for and now that and it's been all been passed on to ray so like it's about this moment in star wars history the skywalker legacy like you know the rise of Skywalker and you know, the original Phantom Menace trailer, when you watch that, it had a tagline that you saw here in this trailer, which was every generation has a legend. And so this new trailer had, it said the exact same thing. Um, and like, so Skywalker is the story. Like 
the rise of Skywalker and at the at you know at the end of this story like it's it's all about the Sky, the Skywalker legacy and everything that Luke has kind of like passed on will be raised to kind of conclude this story. I, I like that one, but I don't love it. Um, I think it's, you know, uh, I don't know. You're just reading too deep into meaning. The, 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 the one that I love is the, is the Kylo Ren related theory of the title where, where we're like, either he is going to live or die, but somewhere in this film, rise of, you know, the rise of Skywalker is the redemption within him. Like him, he's got a choice and he can choose that. I mean, the rise of Skywalker is either like, is he going to, we've seen both Skywalkers kind of like make a choice. Anakin made a choice and, and Luke made a choice. And we're, you know, I think it's, it's it's the rise of Skywalker. What 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 choice is he going to make here? And I think it, it it could be talking about a redemption arc for him. You know what, yeah. Brian? I think you're right on point about that. Just drawing from what JJ did in Episode Seven, it's arguable amongst some, but there are similarities to Episode Four. So is this going to be another situation where it's an, it's a similarity to Episode Six? And we are getting that redemption. That that was pretty much the first thing that I had thought of. But then I started reading on Reddit and whatnot and hearing all these other theories. But I think I like that one the best. Yeah, yeah, I like the Kylo stuff, too. And there definitely is a few, you know, parallels to episode six that we've seen so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> we'll talk about planets all day. Yeah. Yeah. In this one, it's been driving me crazy. I've been looking <laughs> at screenshots. I've been sending you stuff, Jake. So. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump into it. We talked about the, does, does is anyone not liking the title? I, I, I'm kind of lukewarm to it. Um, I, unattended. I hated it when I, when it, yeah. when it, cause I was watching it live when it was streaming and like the trailer popped up and I just turned to my wife and said, that's it. I'm out. I can't deal with this. It's, that's just ridiculous. And then it's grown on me over the last 24 hours. And I, I'm, I'm with you, Brian. I'm now lukewarm to it. It doesn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued to find out what it is. I think the, the, the title that they, that was leaked, or the apparent title that was leaked a couple of days before, I think would have been better, The Will of the Force. I think that's a much better title for it. But, you know, well, what do we know? We don't know what the story's context, the, the context of the film is yet. So, yeah, I'm lukewarm at the moment. Yeah, The Will of the Force, that just sounds like a classic, like, Lucas kind of title for it, right? Like, if George yeah. Lucas was doing the movie, like, that's a classic. Lucas title that they would have given episode nine. I, I don't hate it. I just don't, I don't really like, first off, I don't like saying it. We're stuck on that one, Jake. Yeah. ROS for sure. Ross. Ross. Yep. Uh, so we'll just, yeah, real quick. Yeah. I think it flows better if you drop that first L or the, 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 the from the beginning before rise. I think it flows a lot better. Just rise of Skywalker. That does sound better. Well, let's jump into our trailer breakdown, guys. Um, this trailer starts off with Ray on a desert planet here. We don't know what planet this is. We, we don't know if it's Jakku. Um, we also, we, we don't know that it isn't Jakku. I mean, cause, I, a lot of people are saying it's not Jakku because Jakku's been war torn. There's a lot of damaged ships and and stuff on the planet uh, from the Battle of Jakku, but that does not mean 
that there aren't parts of Jakku that weren't affected by the Imperial battle um, and the resistance. Because, I mean, even, as huge as that battle was, and it was huge, there could be parts of that planet of Jakku that don't have it. But I think that they use all that shit for visual cues. Like, when you see, like, a downed AT-AT or, you know, an, like a like a, a Y-Wing or something like that on the planet, you just kind of know, like, oh, okay, this is Jakku. There's a bunch of shit. And there's always, like, people scavenging and stuff. You, you just kind of know you're on Jakku. So for them, I guess for them to explain to us that they're on Jakku and that this is a part of Jakku that doesn't have a bunch of, like, fucking, you know, garbage laying around is... Just, I guess that doesn't make sense for me. I feel like Star Wars is very visually, it's very visual, you know? And I feel like you kind of like, when you look at some of these planets, you kind of know where you're at. Like, we had never seen a planet that looked like Crate before, right? Yeah, Hoth is snow, indoors forest, yeah, you but know, we, most, most of is lava. Sure. You're right about identifiers. But, but on the flip side, like, you know, when we saw Starkiller Base, we all kind of, is it, is it Hoth? Are we on Hoth again? Because that was there's snow on Starkiller, so we we didn't know like when we saw trailers or, and stuff like that at first. I, I agree with a lot of your yeah. logic, Brian, and especially with JJ doing it again. You know, I don't think he he of anyone would put those identifiers in of Jakku. You know, he kind of helped create that narrative in the first yeah. place. So yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you here that this is just random whatever planet. Yeah, there, I mean, there were there were rumors back from episode seven that Jakku is going to be revisited and it's going to play a big role in episode nine. I mean, and that could hold true now that JJ's back on the film. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't think it's Tatooine either. Um, I don't think it's Jeddah from Rogue One. The you know like the what was that they considered that like the mecca of Jedi you know um, yeah kind of like a religious planet and that wasn't yeah. completely destroyed like not all of Jedi was destroyed I don't no, think it was it's, just the main city wasn't it exactly it was the big city I see I, I, Jake I sent you that picture of the cloud and like you could tell that they're like whatever planet they're on. Like the, the sun is hidden behind that cloud, but it's not two suns. Right. I was going to yeah. ask you about that. It's the same identifier logic you were saying earlier too, and we were yeah. kind of talking about like if you're on Tatooine, why are you hiding the two suns? Like, right. You're making that screenshot. You're making that Star Wars moment. If that's what's there. Yeah, but what what's weird though is like later in the trailer, there's um the the water, like the water farming equipment, the water evaporators are, like. There's that the moisture evaporators. The yeah. moisture evaporators, yeah. Like you see those, you literally see those, and I'm thinking, like, are we back on Tatooine? I mean, yeah, but they had those on Jakku as well. Okay, okay. So they're they're, yeah. they're they're on any desert planet throughout the system because any desert planet. Desert plan- well, I, yeah. I would I would assume because it's um, you know moisture is a, a premium there, exactly. water is a premium. So anything any way they can get moisture out of the atmosphere, they're going to do it. So right. if it's a desert planet, you would automatically it would look, appear to me in the Star Wars universe to put moisture apparatus on that planet. Exactly. What yeah. a fucking monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet Uncar Plett's got his fucking greasy fucking fingers involved in this monopoly for moisture evaporators, doesn't he? Yeah. You can only <laughs> use this one on any desert planet. Holy yeah. crap. It's got to be certified by Uncar Plett. It's got to have that Uncar Plett certification. 
Um, so yeah, I, guys, any guesses as to what planet are we? Are we revisiting a planet? Is this a new desert planet? Uh, my gut says Jakku, but a lot of the points you bring up make really make me question that. But I, I still really think it's probably just Jakku. It could my be. My gut says Tatooine. Mm. I'm thinking yeah. it's probably going to be Jakku. I think that there's going to be some trials, some Jedi trials perhaps, and we don't really st- – we still don't – she still doesn't know who her parents are. She thinks she does. If they go that way, maybe she goes back to Jakku oh, and learns man. the truth. God, I swear if we get a fucking – and I'm not – I'm not – Getting on you, Dan, but if we get a fucking movie about Ray's lineage again for the final fucking Skywalker film, I am going to I hear you. blow my brains out. Like, no, I'm with <laughs> you, man, but it's possible. I know. It's just, uh, see, that's one of the scary things, isn't it? It is. It, and it, it is possible. I mean, I'm not going to say that, Dan, you're out of your mind to think this because, I mean, we just, I literally was just saying, yeah, I'm leaning towards Matt and what Matt's saying about possible things getting retconned here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this, that definitely could be a thing. I was just, for me, I was just thinking like maybe go back to those crazy rumors that I thought were nuts a couple of years ago of Palpatine being the one that created Ray. And like we find out like not only did Palpatine create Ray, but of course, like we know from the comics that he created, you know, Anakin. So like it's, it's kind of like, you know, Palpatine's the father of all these, um, you know, it's it's it's, it's wild because like when it happened in the comic, Darth Vader actually went through um, a gate, uh, the ethereal gate, and was able to watch big life moments of his. Uh, he went through the ethereal gate to actually bring back Padme to life, um, and it was kind of like a way to bring somebody back to life. He did not get to bring her back to life though, but he did get to see how he was born, and he got to see how. You know, um, the uh, Palpatine uh, influenced the midichlorians um, within his mother and kind of like a dark side forced influence his birth. So. Yeah, I, I subscribe more than ever to the uh, Palpatine created her theory at this point. Like, it really does seem very plausible yeah. to me with just all the, like, pieces added together from what J.J. did in Seven, mm-hmm. from the comic book thing. Yeah. And I actually just read that this this week. Someone had posted the uh, entire page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, there it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's canon. Yeah. I'm completely fine with that. If that's the backstory they want to go for, because it doesn't wreck on anything. Mm-hmm. You know, no one knows. They, Palpatine created this, this, this baby with these two drunks. They dropped her off on a planet because they, and it kind of interrupted his plan. Kylo didn't know anything about it. He didn't have a clue because no one else would. So it, it doesn't wreck on the, the backstory. It, it increases it. It makes it more interesting, which is fine. I can deal with that. Yeah. But if they start making Ray a Skywalker, I'm I'm probably going to get out, get up out the cinema and leave because it will just piss me off too much. <laughs> what, 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 if yeah. they, what if they said, okay, so what if they made her a Kenobi instead? Kenobi, I'm a little bit happier with. I mean, she's got the Brit- is- she's got the British accent, so a lot of people were saying, oh, you know. You know, that definitely is in line with Obi-Wan. It, you know, maybe it wouldn't make sense if, uh, if she was, you know, Skywalker or so, you know, uh, or even Leia and, and Hans, Hans kid, you know. That's it. I, I, you know, I have something to say. Like, if, if it is the Emperor thing, you don't even have to retcon what Ryan Johnson did. Cause I mean, look at Anakin's mother. She was a nobody. Like nothing changes here. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It just yeah. increases it, doesn't it? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't wreck on anything. It, that's yeah. a good way of making episode 
seven, uh, episode eight makes sense to the people who didn't like it because it gives Ray a bit more of a backstory that's, and yeah. it doesn't affect us. That's why I said, but I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't really have to change anything. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was, I knew with the introduction of Palpatine, they could change her origin story. But now that you're breaking it down and I'm realizing like it literally, but it does kind of change something. It's almost like she, she did come from something though. You know, she did come. Yeah, but her from... parents were nothing. Everything yeah. Kylo said is accurate. Her That's parents true. were nothing. Well, when you so look, it doesn't at... actually change what we found out in Episode Eight. Yeah, it just means that Kylo wasn't aware right. that he she was created. As far as he was concerned, she had parents. They were drunks that dropped her off on a desert planet for beer money and fucked off to the space casino. It's, you know, it, it doesn't change anything, but it makes Ray that much more important and that much more relative to the story. Yeah. And when you look at, uh, when you look at Anakin's birth, Anakin was a slave, right? And then, and I mean, and then you look at her birth and she was basically a slave as well, like just living, scavenging and living a poor life. Yeah. And, but, and that's what makes Kylo so interesting because he was like born into Skywalker royalty and Solo royalty, like born. Yeah, he's a blue blood lineage. Yeah, I mean, uh. he is he is a, a, gal- a galactic prince, if you will. Right. Oh, and he We're, just he wants to be evil. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> evil prince. <laughs> One thing about the, the Emperor theory, though, is I think it does lend itself most to the uh, version of the title that kind of signifies the Skywalker is an ideal, mm, right? Because yeah. yeah. like I don't think we don't think Ray's like turning bad, right? No, like, that's no, 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 no. no. No, so, I mean they 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 they've teased that in that they te- they teased it in the Force Awakens novelization. Uh, you know, I mean, did it wasn't it teased like Snoke was wanting to do that to her in the Last Jedi as well? I mean, or was no, he was yeah. just wanting he was wanting Kylo to kill her to complete his training or something. Yeah, yeah but it's it's yes. the, it's also the, the the costume narrative, isn't it with Rey? Is that we had the the the, the sort of cream color in in episode seven where she yeah. was finding her way. She went dark in episode eight where she was veering towards the dark side, not knowing where her path was leading. Right, and then obviously in this in the trailer we've got her in an absolutely brilliant white um, desert outfit with a, with, with a hood trailer, now, which kind, with a hood, which kind of leads you to believe that she is going to stay on the light side now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She has good. the potential to do what Anakin never could, and that very well could be the rise of Skywalker, yeah. especially if both of them were created from one of the most evil entities in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and I mean, that's where the Skywalkers came from. Well, I don't know, Shmi. Anyway. Shmi. Shmi. What would be crazy if we found out her last name wasn't Skywalker, but it was Gull? Shmeagle? And she was fucking. <laughs> Whoa! And it's all tied into the Lord of the Lord Rings. of the Rings, exactly. Oh my god! And the Emperor actually is Sauron. Yeah, the Emperor is Sauron. So, so who's Deagle? I don't know. What? what? I don't even know what you're. Well, I don't even know what you're asking. What was it? What, That's what? Gollum's brother that he murders oh, to get the oh, ring in the first place. Okay. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That was bad, that's, bad that joke. Terrible deep cut joke. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, you, uh, uh, Kevin, you get uh, five minutes in the timeout corner. Okay, sweet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I have to explain your joke, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be prepared for lots of that. Oh man, I, you, I thought I was like I thought I was being obscure, not calling him Gollum and calling him Schmeagel. You took it like the extra. <laughs> <laughs> the deagle <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> so in the trailer we notice that Ray still has Han's gun that he gave her not his blaster but the gun that he gave her in the Force Awakens I think it's cool I also think it's like you know like in the first movie you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi talking about the elegant weapon the lightsaber and you got the argument between the lightsaber and the blaster Ray's like, you know what? I might need both. And I love it. Bit of both. Yeah. yeah I loved that, too. Just, uh, you know, two of her biggest role models yeah. since she went off on this adventure. She's a little There's bit. so much in that screenshot. She's a little bit country. She's a little bit rock and roll, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I didn't expect the Star Wars episode to be so funny. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it really is, Jake. <laughs> do I have to? Do I'm I have, finding much humor. Do I have to bring up the Deagle joke again? Jesus! Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you got All three right. minutes left. Okay, yeah, let it die. Let it die. <laughs> Day of the Deagle. Let it go. Uh, so yeah, we uh, also see in this shot. And it's a very western looking shot. I mean, it looks yeah, and we've always seen that kind of like with Star Wars. Um, and I know other, you know, like the seven samurai and stuff like that. A lot of that is inspired with, you know, uh, Star Wars is inspired by like that movie as well. And, 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 uh, the spaghetti westerns and things. So, but we noticed that the lightsaber has been repaired and we know it's the, it's Luke's lightsaber because when it's activated, it's, it's the blue lightsaber and in The Last Jedi, both Kylo and Rey were pulling on it using the Force, and it broke into two. And you can kind of see, is it a brown patch? I mean, I don't know if, is, is that brown patch where it was fixed, or is she holding where it's fixed, and we haven't, and we can't see the weld yet? I would say we can't see the weld yet. Because it's holding where it's fixed. Yeah, that's, there's, that's, there's a brown patch on it, but I think that might just be like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you're right because it split it like, looks like right lighting. down the middle. What was that, Jake? It looks like lighting. Like it look. It just looks like the shading more than anything to me. Okay. The brown patch. Um, maybe she. Maybe it's Nicorette. Maybe she's trying to quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Good as time to need to bring up how great I, the sound mixing was in this trailer, man. Woof! Between I, the chip yeah. noises and the screech of the lightsaber. Wow. Did you, did, were you thinking for even a second that when she activated that lightsaber that it could be the blue saber but with the snap snapping and the hissing and the popping and the crackling of like the of of Kylo's lightsaber cuz i mean when they got ripped apart Jake i was thinking that kyber crystal could have been broken or scratched just like Kylo's red kyber crystal and yeah i I agree. I wasn't – I'm not going to lie. I wasn't thinking that deep when I first saw the trailer. Yeah. But I was thinking deep enough that I was like, what lightsaber is this? Mm-hmm. And when I heard that screech, that was one of the couple moments that I actually like popped out loud for. I was just like, whoa, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
So this is one of the things that raises a red flag to me, that she's got the lightsaber back and it's working in full order and it it's it it just makes me wonder what they're gonna do to make sure that she gets the lightsaber rebuilt and if the you know, if the kyber crystal was damaged, she gets another one and all the stuff that goes along with that in the mythos and the legend of Jedi, it kind of concerns me that they're just gonna go, No, actually that never happened. That stuff happens in the year gap, so we're probably just not even going to bother with it. Yeah. Is it only a year? Is it a year gap this time around? They haven't, I know that they, Daisy Ridley said that there's some time that has lapsed. They haven't. They haven't confirmed the exact time lapse, but like the rumors before, you know, Star Wars Celebration and everything was that it was a year. It was a one, it was a one year gap. So she clearly seems to be more skilled now and more confident than yes. previously. Would well, you agree? Yes. They so. They, they, I was going to say, in that time, uh-huh. she, you know, and I'm not saying it's making it right or anything or retconning, but she has had time to train more, obviously. She's probably had time to read the book. She's probably had time to build herself a new lightsaber, maybe in the. She said it that Luke's sky, uh, excuse me, Luke's lightsaber actually lives, is what she said in the panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe she just, I mean, maybe they'll show her obtaining a new kyber crystal or something like that. There's time that's passed. He's had time to do these kind of things. Yeah, I mean, you choose, I guess, like, don't the Jedis choose, like, their own crystal or their own, you know, I don't know. Is that, is that how it works? In, in law, you have to complete a um, Jedi quest or a Jedi trials to, to get given your crystal by the will of the Force or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if she if she's read the books and she's done that, fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all, all for it, but... My worry is that they're just going to gloss over it and not really explain. I feel like the, why. I feel like this this lightsaber has been more connected to Ray this entire time than it ever was to Luke. In my opinion, I mean, th- does that make sense? I mean, I know it was his original lightsaber, but it's kind of like I mean, but she Anakin's got, as well. Yeah, exactly. But since, I mean, it's not going to go back to like a, it chose her. Like we saw it choose her in it the called first, to her. It called to her exactly, and it's like. Um, and then even gave her the vision and everything. So I don't know. Yeah. Even more, even more leaning towards that she's the same build as Anakin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that logic too. And yeah. and I and I really mean this. I don't mean to just sound cynical, but I honestly think the place we're going to find out the mythos for what it takes to build a lightsaber is at Disney World. Yeah, like so. walking through, and we'll read about it like on a wall. Or, well, exactly, yeah, exactly. They've already announced that they're going to have a big yeah. build your own lightsaber to do, and that's that's where all the canon mythology for how exactly Jedi yeah, it'll be like lightsabers is going to come from. It'll be like getting your wand from Ollivander at the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Dude. That's totally yeah. it. It's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, that, that your gap lets lets JJ kind of do the classic Raiders of the Lost Ark opening and you start with action. Like this movie is going to start with action. It's not going to start with tons of exposition about what we missed during that year gap. Speaking of Raiders of the Lost Ark, what about uh, Poe Dameron's outfit? Christ. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love the scarf. Scarfs are in right now. I just, I, if we don't see him get uh, chased by a gigantic rolling boulder in this movie, I just don't know. <laughs> but I was getting Nathan Drake vibes off of that. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Uh, w- w- back to what Dan, what you were saying about like it being like the year time, time jump and her with the books. Um, we found out like in the panel that she has read some of the books. 
she started them. She hasn't finished them all. So, I mean, be nice if somebody would do the, like, her, the, put the Jedi scrolls on fucking, like, Audible or some shit, you know? <laughs> Jedi scrolls for dummies. Well, not Cliff Notes, but I'm just thinking, like, I'm who, thinking, who would you get to read that? Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good it. choice. Yeah. Um, it's, the is always Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Roy Yeah, There you go. Um, Joe Pesci. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, yeah, Max. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, Godfrey. Oh, yeah. Uh, DMX. Ellie <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. They, uh, oh, they all but confirm that Ray's going to have some new force abilities in this because she was she was asked by Stephen Colbert, like, does Ray like have any new like force abilities? Does she, has she learned anything? You know, and she she kind of like pauses, and then she could have just said no, but she's like she passes the question off to JJ, and he's like, oh, thanks, thanks, you know. Yeah, that was I funny. mean, basically that confirms that yes, like Ray's got some new force abilities. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see uh in this next movie so that makes me very excited i kind of like want to see what she's learned uh you know since you know since training herself now and and i mean are we gonna learn going into this are we just gonna is it just gonna happen like it's not even gonna be a big surprise to her at all all of a sudden uh force ghost luke just starts yammering at her starts talking with her we see uh mark hamill just start talking to her or we just hear his voice and she starts talking back like it's nothing because we got a time jump here, right? I mean, this very likely, right? I mean, and like we're all going to be blown away, but our main character Ray is just going to be talking to Luke like uh, like it's nothing. Like they're just having like just, just like a like a a normal conversation like they would they would usually have. So I feel like that's gonna. I don't think it'll be like something like she, he starts talking. She's like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" You know? <laughs> no, I agree. It'll be already banter and jokes right. and warmth between the two of them. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's a sure thing. I mean, that's the kind of fun stuff you do with the time jumps. I, I fully expect that to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it was kind of like you know, I don't know. We saw it happen in uh, uh, A New Hope with with Luke, but we saw Luke's like first interaction with uh, with old Ben once he died with Kenobi. I think now that we're doing the time jump and Luke's been gone for a year or so, you know, it'll, we'll just see it happen. We see Kylo Ren here. Uh, we don't actually see his face, but we see his gloves. It's Kylo. We see this new TIE fighter. Um, this is not the same TIE silencer that he had in The Last Jedi. This new TIE silencer, it's this new TIE fighter is, it looks like Super it's, dope. it looks upgraded. Yeah. And it, it, it's got like this red cockpit, um, and it just it it and he's flying so close to the ground. It's insane how close to the ground he's flying. It's almost like he's and he's not on a speeder. This is this is a fucking type fighter. You, you're not supposed to fly him this close to the ground. I mean, it's it's very reckless what he's doing here. Do you, when we start this scene, Jake, like she's she's like waiting for him to come. Like, do you think like this is an extension of? Of a fight, of a battle that they've, a chase that they've had going on for quite some time now. Maybe she was in a ship at one time and, and now she's on the planet and he's after her. And the interesting thing is like he's not shooting at her. It's almost like, and she's just standing there waiting to do this jump. She's not even worried about him shooting at her. It's, I think like this might be an extension of a battle, a space battle that they've had. It's ended up on Jakku or, or they, 
I don't know. I'm confused it's not about just this. simply training because that's where I was at after CS yep. for the 20th time. That's what um, I think at too. this point. And, you know, at this point, it's practically them flirting with each other. What's going on here? Probably still, you know, I, they're, they're doing some exercise is what I would assume. And a lot of what you said, Brian, is kind of where I drew that conclusion from. Right. The lack of fire. His, his weapon system. So she might know his weapon systems are out. His, yeah. his weapon systems might be out from like this battle that they've had. She knows that, so she's just waiting, and he's just like, I'm going to charge her. Couldn't she just, if he's that flying that close to the ground, shouldn't, couldn't she just force push the ship a little bit and just send him out of control? At I that mean, point? I, I mean, we could get into that. I mean, like what yeah. she should or shouldn't do. I just, I, I, I mean, you're saying she's training with Kylo? It feels like a measured exercise that's going yeah, on. I, I don't know about the training because obviously Kylo, after the way Kylo was at the end of eight, um, I don't think there's any way back from that as a, as, as a, a, a mentor student thing. Um, what I was leaning towards is maybe it's not Kylo in the ship and it's very clever editing. And what we're actually getting is someone picking Ray up. So she, as she does that backflip onto the ship and she lands on the ship and carries on. <laughs> I love that theory. Uh, what, the what? thought of it made me laugh. Has Star Wars, <laughs> hold on. Has Star Wars turned into Kung Fury? What the yeah. fuck is going on She's here? She's doing a backflip over a tie interceptor. Come on. <laughs> Deadpool's into the cockpit. Oh my God. If the end of that scene is her landing perfectly in the ship, I will fucking fall out of my chair. <laughs> I would be like, oh really? my fucking, who's, who's, who's driving the thing? Is it Vin Diesel? Like, <laughs> Paul, Paul Walker's ghost. Oh my God. Uh, this killed me. That's, that's a crazy theory. I love it. Oh my Fuck God. It, why not? I, I, I thought that it was, I honestly, guys, I just thought that it was a battle going on between Kylo and Ray. His, he can't fire his weapon systems down. And she's gonna flip and land on the top of this thing, and then use her lightsaber to split it open. Um, you, I don't know. It's apparently it's a training exercise. Apparently, it's like her Uber picking her up. I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like I like the combination of thoughts where it's Brian's thought where it's a it's a ending of a battle or something. Um, maybe his weapon systems are out, but then you also have the kind of the flirtation aspect of it he knows he really can't do much other than charger and she is just trying to get out of the way um and he's just gonna ram at her knowing full well it probably won't work so i mean just like almost like a healthy competition type thing where we're enemies we don't like each other i'm just gonna come at you full force and um maybe a combination of some of that um but I, mean, I don't know. Even if I he mean, was, even if he I was kinda, blasting kinda, at her, she could, she could, she could use her lightsaber to kind of like knock those blasts out of the way, right? Couldn't she? Yeah, I, I would think so. But I, I kind of now want to see her jump on top and land on top of that superhero pose. Oh, I would hate just be, it. Just be perfect. Oh, I hate it. I hate it about as much. <laughs> I hate that just as much as I hate your deagle joke. I mean. There's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in my in my head, right after this scene is where Ray and Kylo get it on. Uh, are you guys still subscribing to Raylo? Really? No. Yes. No, uh, I'm not. No. Saying, no. Uh, I mean, you may want it, Jake, but I don't know. Can you really subscribe <laughs> to it at this point? You know. Just I go mean, write that fan fiction, Jake. <laughs> had enough shirtless Kylo. Well, I th- I'm thinking. I think that's kind of what scared her off, right? I mean, like she's just like, Swallow? yeah, she she's just like, oh my Swallow. gosh, she she saw the size of that thing. 
Well, yeah, more like Free Swallow. She's got to climb that thing like she's Alex Anol. <laughs> 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 she, she, she's like, I gotta. She, she's worried about climbing that thing with no equipment. You know? Oh fuck, that's funny, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Free Swallow. <laughs> Put it out there now, man. Claim that one. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it. Um. Okay. We get. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next Ooh, scene. Yeah. Let's move on to the next scene. We get a shot of. I gotta make sure I'm recording. Oh yeah, we're good. Uh, we get we, we get we get a shot of what looks like an A wing here, uh, flying towards a village up high in the mountains. Jake, uh, since I've written these notes, I don't think this is an A wing anymore. Yeah, yeah. You you showed me a, a couple of great shots and um, just going along with JJ did part seven and now he's doing part nine. Yeah. I think there's some symmetry going on here too. And this looks like, yeah, like you said, the ship that uh Brave was dropped off with by her parents before they went to the space casino. <laughs> it looks dead on like it, doesn't it? <laughs> That's yeah. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Cause like at first I'm like, oh, okay, we got an A wing flying. It's dark. It looks like an A wing. And, uh, if you look at the side by side shots of, um, this, this craft, Ne- uh, next to pictures of the ship that dropped Ray off on Jakku when she was a little girl, these ships look identical. So I don't know how this, that if that is going to have anything to do with this movie at all. I, I don't know what this planet is. Um, some people were saying it could be Vandor from Solo. I that mountain planet that we got there. I, I don't think it's Vandor at night with this village up there. I think this is a brand new planet that we're gonna that we're gonna see here and I don't know what the significance of uh the ship if it has any significance in this movie, Jake. I don't it, it's, Yeah I don't know. Yeah. I mean the more I've kinda of thought about this stuff, I, you know I, I wonder if Ray herself kind of represents a majority of Star Wars fandom and also not believing the reveal that she comes from nobody. You know, and I think that would be really cool if that were the case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where the ship would come into play. If she's so potentially you think this is a flashback or I think she's potentially searching for evidence that she doesn't come from nobody's just to have it cemented even more. But then, you know, the big reveal of where she actually did come from after the fact. So this is yeah. kind of like point point B on the A to C road of finding out that she's Palpatine's filthy love child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like the idea of of her not believing it. Like she's got, you know, you can imagine what is going on inside her head. Like I've got all these powers. How can this be? You know, Kylo is clearly not. You know, doesn't have my best intentions in mind when he's telling me all these different things. So you know, what is he deceiving me about? So yeah, I, I must have come from somewhere. Yeah, very potentially she doesn't believe it and only gets it cemented more that her actual, like, blood parents were just nobodies. And that's how we get, you know, maybe she tracks down where they went and then that's where we get back to this ship. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking, too. And that's what I was getting at when I said that that I think it's Jakku because she went back in denial, not to find out that her parents are really there and or whatever. But she went back purely out of denial. And this is a quest to find the truth out or what she believes is the truth you know what i mean and she's probably going to find out quite the opposite yeah or or at first i think she's going to find out the same you know well you were saying the same thing she's going to find out that kylo was telling her the truth at least as far as blood is concerned exactly yes we're on the same page all right yeah i don't know i'm trying to you guys are throwing a lot out right at me right now and i'm trying to like 
Oh man, it's one of those things where if we're still trying to figure out Ray's lineage in this movie, I, I just don't know. I just don't know, guys. I just don't know. Yeah, um, I do like the. I'm not the biggest fan of the quest for lineage, and I understand the recoil at that. But I do kind of like the idea of Ray kind of mirroring a lot of what fans feel about this, and I do think that makes sense that she would feel that way. Yeah, and as long as they do it properly and they're acknowledging the, the Last Jedi, it will be fine. I think it'll work for everybody involved. That, that she is, as you say, she's going to speak for the, the the scores of fans that didn't believe that, and also it's going to go with the fans that, that just totally accepted it, and it will carry on. It's not going to interfere with anyone, and it's actually not going to upset anybody. It will make everybody happy in theory, as long as she doesn't become a Skywalker. I think that will be the one that pisses everyone off. Correct. Yeah, it's crazy though. Like if you would have asked everybody, I think like four or five years ago. A lot of people were clamoring for her to be a Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, me and you have always been pretty on the same page of that, that mm-hmm. it was just kind of boring for that to be the final review. No, I'm not saying – I'm not even saying us. All I'm saying is like oh, there, yeah. was a, there was a big chunk of fandom, I'd say four to five years ago, that were that were clamoring for Rey to be a Skywalker. I was always kind of like more leaning towards like what Anthony Bresnikan from Entertainment Weekly was selling. And he was saying that she was going to be a Kenobi. I always felt like it did fit into the timeline. You could make it work. We don't know what Kenobi was doing or who Kenobi was doing on Tattoo. Yeah, it, it makes more sense <laughs> if you're going to have to do something like that. But yeah. then if you do lean towards the Kenobi theory, then maybe she is back on Tatooine looking for Ben's hut to try and find a relic of or information about her mother. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, so, yeah. you know, you could you could throw that in there, and that kind of explains a whole lot of, of yeah. stuff that we've seen in this trailer. I honestly, at this point, think it's too late for that. Like, if they're, if they're going to do any of the Kenobi stuff, they should have done it in 8. Uh, or, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like this movie, I don't want this the beginning of this movie to be like, you know, like a... <laughs> like a lifetime channel, like I want to meet my real parents kind of thing, you know, <laughs> the quest for like, who's my mommy and daddy. I, I kind of done just, a galactic DNA test and your parents are exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think we can whip through that stuff in like less than a half well, an hour though. What I'm, what I'm saying is like, don't do it. I, I don't, I don't care about the time limit. Don't do it at the beginning. If we're going to, if we're going to get a big reveal as to like, who's Ray's, you know, uh, baby daddy. If we're gonna find that out, let's find that out at the end of the movie when Palpatine's like, "Boom, what's up? I am the father." You know. <laughs> I hope he says it just like that. I do too. <laughs> it's gonna be like a Jerry Springer reveal. Right, I yeah. want to make a Maury Povich joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but you described like kind of what the middle part of the story was going to be, though, is where where I have issues with like. You're going to have to have that kind of reveal happen way before the end, right? To have any sense of closure to have a third act. Because there's not going to be Man. another part of this movie anytime I soon. I know. I, I, dude, I, I have no clue. I, I just, I know, I know what I don't want this movie. I don't want her on the search for like who she is at the beginning of this movie because the way ryan johnson ended it in the last one it just it just doesn't excite me at all i don't know yeah i understand that um i was basically there with you and i've kind of kind of 180 on it a bit and i'm kind of i'm kind of okay with it uh yeah it just i i would like i want there to be a you know i and i do believe that there you know, from the rumors and stuff like that that there are multiple MacGuffins within this film i i just don't want one of those MacGuffins to be something to do with her lineage so we'll see it is a nice way to 
cement that Ryan Johnson was telling the truth and that stuff is canon if that's what they do. I would very much like that. I mean, I th- I think like if they don't do it in this film, you can kind of just – I think it just – like if it doesn't happen, you can kind of just – yeah, well, Ryan – what Ryan said was, was, was what happened. Like his JJ didn't pull back on it. So I don't know. I, I get worried about like this whole movie being about JJ. This goes back to what me and Matt were saying. This whole movie just being about like JJ wiping out, retconning a bunch of stuff that Ryan did. And yeah, it, that yeah, doesn't it's, sound it's, good it's to me. It's a big correct, isn't it? It, it? Yeah. And it's just, it just doesn't sound like a fun movie to me. I have a hard time believing that JJ is going to appeal to the most toxic side of Star Wars fandom. But it's Agreed. not. It, it's, it, it, as Brian said, it's his vision. Ryan Johnson went away from his yeah. vision. So it, it, is, is JJ's, I know it sounds petty, but is his pride hurt a little bit? And he's going to do what he wants to do to bring it back to the story conclusion he had planned. It seems like JJ's pretty classy, though. You know what I mean? JJ's pretty classy. Do you think he would actually do that? Being that he's a true Star Wars fan, he put a really good stamp on Episode Seven. Is he really going to take the time with the last episode of the of the Skywalker saga to get petty? It kind of doesn't really seem like. I don't know whether it's going to be petty though. He's just going to finish the story he wanted. Yeah, he wanted to tell. So he's not going to do it. And and at the end, going fuck you, Ryan Johnson, you can't. You know, blah blah blah. It's just going to be he's going to finish the story he wanted to tell, and he'll he'll make a, a, a detour via episode eight to, to make the story make sense. But he will, I think probably retcons or, or adapt some of Ryan Johnson's story listen, to make it work for him. Listen to some of his quotes here. I would, he had a talk with fast company this week about episode nine. And basically it was questions about how, how do you follow up Ryan Johnson's film? And these quotes, in my opinion, are, a, they, they are a little worrisome. And he goes on to say, um, I had some gut instincts about where the story would have gone, but without getting in the weeds on episode eight, that was a story that Ryan wrote and was telling based on seven before we met. So he was just taking the thing in another direction. So we also had to respond to episode eight. So our movie was not just following what we had started. It was following what we had started and then had been advanced by someone else. So there was that. And finally, it was resolving nine movies. While there are some threads of larger ideas and some big picture things that had been conceived decades ago, and a lot of ideas that Lawrence Kasdan and I had when we were doing episode seven, the lack of absolute inevitability, the lack of a complete structure for this thing, given the way it was being run, was an enormous challenge. I don't know. I, I, I'm not taking a lot of positives out of that. I've got more that I want to read here, but like, I mean, I guess you can, you, you can look for positives in that, but it doesn't sound, that does not sound good to me. No, it definitely sounds like a, a, a backhand way of saying I'm having to clean up the mess yes, that you made. Yes. Like totally. I, I, I had, I had done seven. I had notes. I had an, I had a direction that I wanted to take eight in. Ryan Johnson did not go any of that route. Now, I've got the challenge of not only capping this entire nine movie, you know, saga, but I've also got to fix, maybe not fix. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I, I, why do I have to be diplomatic? I think yeah, right. that he's saying, I think that he's saying, <laughs> I've got to fix what eight didn't do what I wanted eight to do. And I'm not saying he's going to retcon everything Ryan Johnson did. I don't think he's going to retcon everything. But I think that there are going to be some things 
that that we thought about uh, we 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 thought we knew about where this universe was headed, and he's going to change these things. But anyway, he goes on to say, however, to answer your question, truly, finally, now that I'm back, the difference is I feel like we might have done it. Like, I actually feel like this crazy challenge that could have been a wildly uncomfortable contortion of ideas and a kind of shoving in of answers and band-aids and bridges and things that would have felt messy. Strangely, we were sort of relentless and almost unbearably disciplined about the story and forcing ourselves to question and answer some fundamental things that at the beginning, I absolutely had no clue how we would begin to address. I feel like we've gotten to a place without jinxing anything or sounding more confident than I deserve to be. I feel like we're in a place where we might have something incredibly special. So I feel relief being home. And I feel gratitude that I got to do it. And more than anything, I'm excited about what I think we might have. So he's excited overall about what he thinks they might have. I, I bet he was excited about Into the Darkness as well. But I don't, I'm I'm worried. Yeah. I am worried <laughs> your, your about fear, this. Your fear about him not being able to stick the landing is, to me, a more warranted fear about him doing just giant massive retcons to Last Jedi. I, that fear I can get behind. He him. brought in – he. he he brought in Lucas for crying out loud. I mean, yeah. he brought in Lucas. I don't. Yeah, but I mean, I, mean, I, I don't. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't know where, like, this, this, this. I don't, I'm not saying, like, either of us, our eyes are open to, like, what actually happened here. Nothing of what he's saying is like, um, oh my God, I loved the vision of what Ryan Johnson did, and I want to stick true to that, and I just wanted to build off what Ryan did. He never says that. It's a whole lot of tiptoeing around of like, yeah, I had my direction, and now I was handed this, and now I've got to make a movie out of that. And it was hard, but I think I did it. Yeah, I dig that, but that was kind of the past the baton to three people plan was always there from the jump, right? And, and he I mean, addressed that. He says, I don't – he's like, the biggest problem with this is that there was no inevitability over everything. It, nothing from this sounds positive to me though. Yeah, and I, and I kind of see the stuff with George Lucas falling in line to what he said about you know, not only closing off this new trilogy but you know, it being part nine and closing off eight other movies. I could see where he would want to bring Lucas in for a little bit of that stuff. I think that they just kind of like – I think that J.J. was – Kind of like, I think that him and Kazdan had some ideas. I think that JJ had some ideas, but they were kind of at a loss and they were just like, well, I wonder what, before we, before we go any further, I wonder what Lucas would have done. And he doesn't outright say that Lucas was the one that inspired them to bring back Palpatine, but the question that was asked about the question was basically a question about Palpatine, and he brought up Lucas. So that's like I'm yeah, trying to connect. The, that way. I'm trying to connect the dots here, right? Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. And I'm not saying, Jake. I'm not saying I'm not saying this movie's going to be bad or anything. But like, no, no, I know you're not. And, and, I know you're not. But none of these comments from him are like, I loved what Ryan did, and. And man, I, I was so happy because he initially turned this down and every, all these comments are like, oh my God, this was hard. <laughs> like, like yeah, I mean, like, it's a J, I mean, you brought up loss and it's kind of the same thing he did there. Like he basically 
wrote and filmed the pilot and one more episode in season one and then sent them on their way. And then that's kind of, I think he felt he was doing the exact same job with this new star Wars trilogy and he could just set up all these wild things and he would never have to be the guy that would be back. So I, I do imagine the pressure was pretty huge for him. I can't, well, I mean, at this point, like I, I love Colin Trevorrow, but like, imagine him coming in on this now. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that the I don't think that anybody should follow Ryan Johnson and like because like what he did was so different than what we've seen in any Star Wars film ever. In my opinion, it was so different, and I feel like the only person that can follow Ryan Johnson is Ryan Johnson. I, I just don't. I think. I think you've got Ryan Johnson who kind of like got more experimental with Star Wars than anybody did. Even more, I don't know. Lucas got very experimental with like his, <laughs> with his own, with his own stuff when they start introducing midichlorians and all this other shit. But what I'm saying is like Ryan Johnson introduced some crazy concepts and, 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 and had some things happen in the Star Wars universe that we never saw before. And I don't know if, if, if JJ's the guy to follow that up. JJ's kind of just like, I don't know. Good, reliable JJ. He's really good. He's a great director. He's like from that Spielberg camp, but he's nothing like Ryan Johnson. They are yeah. complete opposites, in my opinion. I think tonally, I love where the Ryan Johnson movie sits in the trilogy, and, and I'm with that. And I, I, Ryan Johnson's great, but what Ryan Johnson didn't do, and one of the things that made Last Jedi so different, is he kind of just took a big shit on mythology, and and in a good way, like in a way that I enjoy, like he kind of broke the expectations that way. It was like with everything, it was like the myth, he did not set up mythology very well for the episode nine guy. If what the story is going to be is, you know, the Kylo and Ray stuff, like he, he shat on Snoke, he shat on the lineage. And that was that, like there, he made it. So there was no more story to tell in those things. And that the story was basically just the resistance and, and the order, you know? I don't, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where like you get that movie and he's like, we get, you know, Kylo saying, you know, like your parents were drunks, blah, blah, blah. They sold you off. And like, and now we're going right back into Ray's lineage in the next movie. Like, I, uh, I just, I get it. I man, get it. But like I said, God, I, I do think JJ has the respect and I do think that. Ray is representing what a lot of the fans think. And I think at the end of the day, it's still going to be the think, same old, same old. You don't think that it's like, just, just like JJ, same old. That's not what I had planned for Ray in seven. That's not where I wanted to see your character go in eight. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. I really don't feel that way. So yeah. Okay. I don't either. I think he's taking the high ground, man. I think it's going to be, he's yeah. going to do the best he can with what he has to do. And I think he's going to do a fine job. I, you, and you're he's got a hell of a cushion, by the way. You're telling me up, he's got George Lucas to blame. You're telling me that Ryan Johnson basically, <laughs> you're telling me that Ryan Johnson basically says that the character came from nothing and like that should be it. And now he's coming back in there and following up on her lineage and he's not taking it back. Like how, how can you say that? I don't understand what's changing. I mean, we don't know like what is in Ryan Johnson's head either. I mean, Ryan Johnson could could have been, you know, thinking that there was more to it too. No, no, he and uh, I and I understand that. I understand that completely. Ryan Johnson has actually come out and said like, yeah, it's not, it's not one hundred percent. You know, it's not definitive. But you know, that could be just stuff that he's been told from Lucasfilm to kind of say. I don't know. It's yeah, just, that's some crazy tinfoil hat stuff, though, that I, I just can't co-sign. I, th- I think <laughs> I, I think JJ's a bigger man than that. I really do. 
Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's. I mean, like Dan said and Jake said that, that he's just taking the high road. I mean, he's not going to come out and say your movie was terrible or I mean, I didn't like what you did here. He's not going to come out and flat out say that. Um, he's going to dance around it like he has. Um, and, and that's. I mean, that's I think the professional I think, part of it. I guess. I think we're kind of. I don't know if we're saying like the exact same thing, but I. I I'm not saying that he's going to come out and say I, I never implied that he was going to come out and say, "Well, your movie was shit." Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't listen to that. So I, I also don't co-sign what uh, Kevin's saying. <laughs> but I, I, I just I don't know. I thought that we had our answers to Ray in the last movie, and like, and I think like when we even reviewed the Last Jedi, we all kind of like Jake on that episode. Every I think everybody on that episode was kind of like. Yeah, okay, we've, we, we know where Ray comes from, nobody, and that, that was it. Now here we are, two years later, talking about them exploring her, her lineage again. And yeah, to me, the audience knows though, it's like the audience is privy to it. And like I said, I really relate to Ray not buying it. Like if anyone's not gonna buy it, it's Ray, because every other month she figures out she has a new power. Right. But that was part of Part of what Ryan Johnson said at the end of this movie <laughs> when we got our shot of Broom Boy that anybody can be a hero. I don't. I just. I, you guys are losing but, me. Ray didn't get to see Broom Boy though. So, to be so, fair, and that's so, kind of, that's what I'm saying is the audience true. is privy to something that Ray isn't. Oh God! I, 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 maybe we're talking about the, the. I don't know. It just feels like Ryan Johnson gave us this movie at the end where like anybody can be a hero, and now we're back to the chosen one. I don't. Is that what I mean? I'm, or am I reading? But my whole thing is, is that it's only Ray that continues to think it can't be true. And at the end of the day, what Ryan Johnson mythology that he set up is true. And that's what Ray will unfortunately find out. Okay. So he, it's not changing anything, but Ray thinks that she's more special than she is. Correct. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, <laughs> gotcha. I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's all speculation. I don't. I don't fucking know. I, can I know. Totally I know. Off base. I know. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. Um, let's see here. We get a shot of uh, Kylo Ren, and uh, he's not got the mask on at this point. Um, and uh, some first order storm, stormtroopers. They're attacking uh, perhaps a, a village here. Um, some people are saying that. It's kind of like he, he he dispatches whoever he's fighting here pretty easily. Like it's uh, he kind of like just body slams this guy with the cross guard of his saber. And some people are saying like this is a knight of Ren. Um, I thought that when I first saw it because the um, the helmet looked very similar to the, the knights of Ren shape. But then I noticed that they're the like they're, there's no lightsabers or. They're, they're wielding like an axe, I think I see. Yeah. I saw on the screenshot. They don't look like resistance fighters. They just look like villagers. Like this is what mm. the, the villagers in that village, the warriors in that village just kind of like dress as, right? Like this is we're on a, a new – maybe a new planet here or a different planet. Um, I don't know. Or this also could be a flashback scene of – because um, – if you look at Kylo's face in this shot, he doesn't. There's no scar. You can't see the scar. There's no scar, mm. um, unless it's just kind of hidden here. But there's like this red kind of like glow on the planet, and we've seen that before. And that was when we were on Star Killer Base, Star Killer Base, because it had that that uh, that 
that big uh, laser that had that that gave off that big red glow. So this might be a flashback from like you know before he met Ray on Starkiller, or I don't know. This might be them clearing off whoever the villagers who lived on Star Starkiller before they took over. I don't know. I don't know why we would get that in this movie, but seems odd. But it's uh, hmm, interesting. How, do you think we're going to get much flashbacks in this movie? Would you, what would you think about? Like, do you think that's going to be a storytelling device? I mean, we got flashbacks in the other two. I mean, we got one in the first JJ movie. Well, there's more like a. I don't know if it's montage of the, the first, well the force awakens gave us the flashbacks through the force visions through the objects through the lightsaber mm. the second one we actually got a flashback it was the flashback that we saw three different times one from you know uh, i think it was uh, the first time we saw it from luke and the second time we got it through kylo and then we finally got the how it really happened with the the jedi training I, Jake, I, I don't know. I don't think we'll get a lot of flashbacks, but I think that we could get, uh, you know, maybe one or two, two flashbacks here. Yeah, maybe this is a fan service moment to dispose of the Knights of Ren somehow, just so people stop talking about the Knights of Ren. Oh, absolutely not. That was something that JJ had set up was the Knights of Ren. I do think that, you know, a lot of the rumors that have come out, leaks that have come out, that I do think that there is, uh, Okay, <laughs> Kylo Ren talks to that fucking mask, right? His his grandfather's mask. Yeah. Yep. I think that if we're gonna get, if I'm gonna get back into tinfoil hat the conspiracies here, I think that fucking that mask has also been talking to him. There are remnants that can. You, we found out through the comic books. Um, we found out first in the Lando comic book that uh, Sith lords can like leave parts of themselves inside objects and there there's sith artifacts and and there was a um there was a sith lord called monma that left his essence inside of a helmet and another mm -hmm. character put on that helmet and was taken over by the spirit of mama and so darth vader's helmet very well could be speaking to him and telling him things it could be the dark side of vader left or it could be palpatine has put himself within that helmet and that was like so, poisoning vader the entire time go ahead Matt. is this going to be the uh hayden christensen force ghost I, that I, we've, that's been rumored it's been rumored i i wasn't going to go there with it but i was I, I i am under the belief that the knights of ren have been gone um, for a while now, and they have been looking for something, whether it be Sith holocrons, whether it be they've been looking for something, some artifact, something. It, it, he, Kylo's got him looking for something, and we've heard the rumor that the Knights of Ren come back, and they go to they go to a place called the Beyond, and when they come when they come back, they now aren't under Kylo anymore. Now they're. Now they're under a greater influence. They've, they've met a greater evil. So now, like, after this new trailer comes out, like, have they – did they meet Palpatine? You know, are they under Palpatine's control now? And, like, you know, we saw the red the red uh, kind of stormtroopers now. And the, I, there's a rumor that the red stormtroopers are actually underneath the um, the Knights of Ren. They're control, the Knights of Ren control them. So – and that, so, like we see here, you know, Kylo with his white stormtroopers. I don't. I, I don't think that the Knights of Ren are going to be a small part of the story. I mean, they made the licensing 
poster. And I mean, I, I know you can say, oh, it's going to be Phasma all over again. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think that we're going to get it to, to individually. We're not going to get like the A-team montage of like these guys from the Knights of Ren. We're not going to, you know, like, Oh, there's B.A. Baracus, there's Face, there's Murdoch. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that we're going to get to know them, but we are, they are going to be in this movie. Yeah. I really like the theory you're throwing out there about, um, his helmet holding power over him. I, I could see that quite a lot. I mean, that really goes a long way to why he rebuilds it in the first place. And mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of yeah. like that a lot. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And, towards the end of the trailer of course that could come into play a little bit later too i'm a little bit ignorant though guys when it comes to the you know the, the outside universe of that and i'm curious can a sith much like a horcrux can they put part of them into an object an inanimate object or is it something that they have to do when they're you know as they're dying they have to do it when they're alive i think they have to do it when they're alive um okay so then that could totally make sense then because i mean palpatine did give vader his helmet they could have done this a long time ago i don't know okay i think i personally think they do it when they're alive now when okay there's a if you if you're watching return of the jedi and when uh Vader throws him down that, you know, that fucking long shaft and shit. And we see that blue explosion, right? right? I just considered like that was, you know, he's got that blue electricity and shit. And like that was just him exploding. Okay. If you watch the episode of um, Rebels where they encounter the um, uh, the Emperor, like he ha- he gives off like this, this uh, I think it's the World Between Worlds episode. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Now we're getting into some shit that I, I, I don't want to misquote because I – but basically oh, – man, I'm trying to – Matt, do you remember any of this? Yes, I do. Um, I can't remember the exact episode. I'm just looking it up. Yeah. I, I feel like – I feel like in – Oh God! I, I'm wanting to say like I'm feeling like a lot of people. Basically, here's the here's the gist of it. A lot of people are saying he didn't explode when he fell down there. That it was him using his power. That big that blue light is to kind of take him into the ethereal realm. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I, I'm not buying that. I mean, you could retcon it that way if you wanted to, but I don't like it. I like the fact. I, agree. That I, I think he blew up. Yeah, I think he blew up, and I th- I feel like kind of like uh, you know like um, I don't know if we're gonna go down like the Harry Potter Horcrux route with it, where that's kind of what it sounds like that he left remnants of himself within objects. So like, could he have left like a remnant of himself in that chunk of the Death Star? It's possible. Could he left remnants of himself? Vader's helmet. Vader's helmet. I mean, could he left remnants of himself? in different things it's possible and that's where we get like the the matt smith rumors of like you know and it makes sense like if what we're looking at in the trailer is the first first death star he would have been on that one for a while or whatever while it was being constructed and that's where we could have got like the the young matt smith i suppose the the matt smith uh, rumored palpatine does that make sense because like we did we did we only saw the death star plans yeah, I feel like if if Palpatine's coming back in a physical form, he's going to have a nice body. Why is he going to bother being in that wretched prudy thing? Again? Why would he pick Matt so. Smith then? Yeah, I don't know. he must not have been Genesis. I don't know. Always wanted a bird chest. 
So yeah, that, that oh, Rebels yeah. episode. Is, I've always it, wanted it, Frankenstein's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you could fucking you could you could land fucking Kylo's tie <laughs> silencer on that guy's fucking forehead. <laughs> He's got a couple of those fucking red stormtroopers there acting like they're fucking uh, traffic air traffic controllers waving those fucking <laughs> waving those fucking glowing cones around and shit. Land right here. Land right here. I'm sorry. I like Matt Smith. He was a really good doctor anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, in the season four episode of Rebels, World Between Worlds, you were dead right. Budding Jedi Ezra Bridger discovered a portal at the Jedi Temple which transported him to a realm we've never seen. Mm-hmm. As Ezra explores the area, he saw many other doorways and heard whispers of dialogue from various points in the saga, dating back to Phantom Menace and extending to The Force Awakens. That's how they brought Ahsoka back. I mean, yep. that's that's how Ahsoka got brought back. She came through one of those portals, those doors. And yeah. I mean, I don't think that they're going to introduce the world between worlds. The, the, I mean, you can basically, if if you are in, if you are in the world between worlds, you can basically control the universe. And I don't know if they're going to introduce that into this movie. I don't. I would have. To, I would happen to think that they wouldn't. I part of me wants to think that this movie is going to be kind of about. Um, uh, Kylo wanting to maybe bring, I don't know, bring the Emperor back or the Emperor wanting to come back. Um, and then maybe it's a race for, for Ray to, to, to kind of like shut that down. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you introduced that whole world between worlds thing in the last movie. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not the place for it. It's I mean, a lot. And it's, it's not something you just throw in there. Uh-uh. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the equivalent of like Tom Bombadil on Lord of the Rings where you introduce <laughs> this brand new, just like, you know, mythology smashing concept. You just kind of can't do it. I don't think right here. Um, just not enough time. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Where where was I in this bad boy? Lost my spot. Um, yeah, I'm I'm jumping all over the place, and I told myself I wouldn't, but I am anyway. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people are saying that um, this planet could also be Endor. I think really? that. I think that it's well. I mean, okay. If you want, to, like, if we want to get technical, like, even it's Endor has nine moons. What we saw in the Return of the Jedi was not Endor; it was one of the moons. But it's everybody just calls it Endor, so you know, um, it's true though, right? I mean, everybody just calls it Endor. Yes, it's one of the moons. Um, so I. I I, I, it could be, it could be one, it could be one, it could be Endor or one of its moons. Yeah, I, I was thinking that there, I mean, there is a little bit note of Return of the Jedi, not that the music has anything to do with what's what, but there definitely is like the Ewok music for just a brief moment in this trailer. Think we get Ewoks? <laughs> well, if it's the second Death Star, that kind of makes sense, right? Like a piece of that. Death Star could have actually fallen to one of the moons. Yeah, I buy that logic. Yeah, well, it could have actually fallen on Endor itself. Yeah, I'm with you, Brian. Endor is the planet, and then the moons orbit it. So, yeah, yeah, it could have, which would explain why 
we haven't seen. Obviously, the, the, everyone's saying that the Endor was, a, or the, the Endor in quotation marks was a forest planet and wouldn't have oceans. And yeah. then, but Endor wasn't the forest planet. That was the moon of Endor. I want to. Uh, I'm going to bring up one more point here, real quick, and then we'll take a break and then get back to this. Uh, but uh, back to the Knights of Ren. You brought that up earlier, Jake. I, you know, the vision that we saw Ray have in The Force Awakens where she sees the Knights of Ren, they're in the rain with Kylo right after. And this was confirmed that Kylo killed one of the Jedi clan leaders. Um, we see that shot of him, like, stabbing him and then killing him, the guy falling. Some people are speculating that this is not a vision from the past, but it's actually a vision from the future, and that we'll see this in the film. But I don't know. I I happen to not believe that because the yeah I remember that theory being kind of toted around when we first talked about mm-hmm. the the scene in the first place. It, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I guess it, it's a possibility, but my gut says that that seems silly. Uh, I don't know if it's if, if it's I don't know why it would be silly. It just I just looked at like the helmet. Just looked like it didn't look like the damaged helmet to me. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what story they were telling to show us. Like, why is the lightsaber flash forwarding Ray to that vision? If that's a future vision, I, I just I don't know. That seems like a lot of tie up. Yeah, but I mean, I guess if it's a past vision, he's killing a clan leader. It's just the, I guess it's. I mean, I I don't know. What were the? Do we know the whole story of like the what the Knights of Ren were doing there? Was that just them killing everybody at the Jedi Temple? That's is that's how I took it. Yeah. They were just the thugs that doing the dirty work. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, real quick. We are back. Uh, yeah, uh, I am doing on this episode what I did not want to do, um, and I have been kind of uh, talking about things I want to see in this movie, and it's it's not about like what I want to see. It's like what are we going to get? I hate it when I do that, Jake. I really fucking hate it when I do that. Yeah, you're, you're, we kind of are doing what we complain about other people doing to us sometimes. Yeah. So it's like we can't be hypocrites like that. I know. I just yeah. I don't know. I hate, I hate it when they do that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But anyway, back to and Kevin is not with us right now. Kevin will be joining us shortly. He had to take off from him. He'll jump back in here in a moment. But uh, we get a shot here of uh, Kylo's helmet getting repaired, and uh, we remember that he smashed that helmet against a wall in the Last Jedi after his meeting with Snoke, where Snoke was. Um, getting on his case about, you know, why do you, you know, why do you wear that helmet, blah, blah, blah. So we see him, uh, not him, we see someone, uh, welding this and the cracks are kind of being filled with this, like, red, it's kind of like, it's either like a red kind of like glowing glue or it's like a crystal, like substance. And, um. I think it's like red spackle. Red. Space epoxy. Space epoxy. He Space went, cork. He went to the uh, the the do it hardware store. He went to Home Depot. 
He went, when I was your force cock on. Yeah, they were, they were like, y- y- hey, if you buy this today, you get free two free power converters. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and then th- that's how that's how it's gonna wrap up this whole like saga is somebody finally gets the power converters and gives them the force ghost Luke. So you know, they're gonna make them buy moisture evaporators too. Yeah. Don't forget about that monopoly. Oh man. So. <laughs> We, uh, if you look closely though, it's not Kylo who's welding this mask. Uh, the hands look like they're from like an alien. They're all hairy. And I was like, so could this be one of the Knights of Ren possibly repairing it or, or, uh, I, 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 I don't know. The Knights of Ren, I don't know. They don't seem too like handy. How, seem- how, we don't know anything about that. You don't know. <laughs> Are they you know, contractors? You don't know about their, yeah, they, they could be contractors like in clerks. I don't know. They, they could be very blacksmithy, right? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I thought they were just good at like killing. No, I, we don't know too much about them. Like each one of them could have like their own special skill. We could have, this could be like the MacGyver of the uh, Knights of Ren. <laughs> you know, give this guy. We don't guy- know that much about them. They could be smiths. They could be a lot of smithing going on. Taking a night bob over there. Great crazy glue. This is uh, over here. This is Garble Gook. He's really good at uh, fucking. He's really. He's really good. He's a mason. He's a mason. We've got a mason. You know, they're part of. They're part of a union. (laughs) Yeah. Over here is uh, blah blah blue, and uh, he's not that handy. He just does ships and bottles. This is. This is Gipple Gobble and Gipple Gobble. <laughs> he does some good decoupage. We are, we are terrible at naming Star Wars characters. I'm glorifying the cookie. Ooh, this over here is IG69. Don't lay down with him. <laughs> God, that, that joke was so cheap and it killed me. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Kylo's helmet's getting welded. Um... Uh, we then get a shot of uh, Finn and Poe on what looks like the same desert planet that we see Ray on in the beginning of the trailer. And uh, this is the shot where we see those uh, moisture evaporators. Um, so <laughs> I guess we could talk about what planet this is on until we're blue in the face, until we're blue milk in the face. And we have – I know. I should have stopped with the IG-69 and I went I went <laughs> no, full – don't stop. I went, stop. I went full deagle. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, did you guys notice that Finn is holding Ray's staff in this shot? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what do you think's up with that? Well, I honestly, there's been rumors. I think she just kind of left it on the Falcon, maybe, and he's got it. I. It's one of those things where. Um, well, Boyega said that Finn in this film is going to come into his own sense of identity in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. He's basically, like in the first movie, he's wearing Poe's jacket. Now he's got his own outfit yes. and everything. And I mean, is it one of those, I don't know why he's holding her staff. I, there, there's been rumors of um, C-3PO using the staff later in the movie. I mean, we've seen him in the uh, licensing art with the, with the bowcaster and uh, with uh, Chewbacca's bandolier. And um, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But I've also heard that he at, at one time wields or uses or is holding Ray's staff. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. It's crazy that they would say he finds his own identity and here he is with someone else's thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> J.J. has talked about uh, in the new film how 
a lot of the characters are going to be together. And uh, we saw that from some of the shots uh, that were released during the episode nine panel that we see all of them together. Um, you know, cause like it, it's kind of inverse of what we saw in the original trilogy where like Luke, Leia and Han are all together in a new hope. And by the return of the Jedi, they're all kind of separated doing their own thing. And in the new trilogy, we haven't seen all three of them together for a film. Like in the force yeah. awakens, we didn't even see Poe meet Ray. They met in the novelization, but they never even met in the first film. And from what I hear, like, they're going to be together for a lot of this film, but it looks like Ray does get separated from them with that whole silencer battle on this planet. And then later on, we see, you know, in this trailer, Boyega, uh, Finn, Poe, and, and C-3PO on a skiff being chased by some uh, sand troopers. So they, they will get separated somehow in this film. And I've also heard that Ray is going to be on her own little mission with Rose Tico in this one. But I've also heard that Rose Tico is not going to have a big role in this film either. So I don't, I don't know. The, a lot of, uh, yeah. 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 I've heard a lot of the, a lot of the varying rumors too, especially mm-hmm. with a lot of those characters. So yeah, I think it's a very smart idea. It's smart writing to get the ensemble back together. I think, you know, one of the best parts of episode seven to me is the chemistry between Ray and Finn and those two actors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you didn't get any of that in the next movie. And I think it's very smart to get back to that. And obviously, J.J. knows how to direct those two in scenes together to make them fun and memorable. And, you know, I think a lot of that's where we fell in love with Finn. And a lot, you know, a lot of people, Finn was their favorite character, I think, because a lot of the chemistry and stuff going on between these two. So very smart writing. Yeah, I love seeing Finn with Poe, too. That was that was a lot of fun for me. I know some people didn't like that, but I loved it. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's great. We get a shot of BB-8 and his new sidekick, uh, Dio, who is uh, also a resistance droid. Uh, we talked about uh, that droid on previous podcasts. We'll talk about him later in this one. Uh, we get a shot here of Lando flying the Falcon and having a blast. And uh, he's flying it with Chewie. And they're going into hyperspace. And, Jake, I know at one time you weren't a fan of bringing back Billy D. Williams. But I'm going to ask you now, like, how in the world could this shot not excite you or make you happy? Like I loved it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot too. I, Billy D just nailed the laugh, like just boom, and that really sold it for me. Yeah, I, I, I thought this was okay. Um, a lot of it was just where we were putting the Billy D flashback previously. Honestly, I just thought it was way too on the nose to just shove him onto the casino planet and uh, have him uh, kind of wink at the what, camera. How many times have you walked into a casino and seen the? The old person just shoving fucking coins into the into the slot machine. It made total sense. I don't. I didn't want that for Lando. I, I like where he is here a lot more. Yeah, it made sense. I, I was I was I was hoping for it in the last movie. It didn't happen. It just it made sense to have have uh, Calrissian at a at a casino. It it just makes sense. I don't care. I don't care. It just made sense to me at the time. That that entire sidebar is my least favorite part of the Last Jedi. Well, so going into the movie, shorten it. Sure, I, but I'm talking about pre-watching the film. Like we did not know what was going on at Canto Bight. We just knew it was a casino planet. I didn't know it was going to be the worst part of the fucking movie. <laughs> going yeah, into I mean, it, hindsight is twenty twenty. God. But, yeah, I did not want Lando just shoved into the casino planet just for fan service. Now, we get him back in the Falcon here, and uh, it looks like, you know, I mean, there's a lot to think about, especially after the fact that we've seen Solo and that we know that 
Lando is kind of like once again being reunited with uh, with L3 here, who's been uploaded into the Falcon. So there's a oh, lot to think right. about there. I wonder how obvious of a nod um, the movie will make to that. I hope it does make an obvious nod to it. Me too. Me too as well. I It feels like they're not giving it any weight or any credit if they don't just kind of really tackle it head on with at least one line of dialogue. Um, I have heard mixed rumors about Lando in this movie. Uh, I've heard that he's going to have a big role. And then I've also heard that he's going to have a small role. Basically, um, in episode nine, he'll be kind of like the Maz Kanata type character that points, you know, the characters to the MacGuffin that they are looking for in this film. And that is going to be revolve around C-3PO's memory being restored after it got wiped, you know, um, in the original, in the, in, excuse me, in the prequels. And, uh, and that he comes back for the final battle. That may be the case, but like, just seeing like what we saw from this trailer, it felt like he's taking over the Falcon. And um, I, to me, it felt like he, he might get a larger role than we expected, but I don't know. I agree with that. I What you described as the small role kind of gets thrown out of context with what you see in the trailer. Like, he, yeah, he's not fat, you know, traveling to hyperspace with Chewie just to deliver a MacGuffin. And the way the synopsis you read, like, the, and I've read that rumor too, makes it more sound like Ray finds him, where this the trailer would make you think kind of the opposite. And you know, and, and like, you know, if he's playing like the Maz Kanata, like the in the last movie, we just saw her like in a, you know, like a hologram that they're talking to, you know, like a transmission, and um, we're actually seeing him involved with the crew here. So I don't know. Um, at the hey, Brian, <laughs> yeah. Question: Do you think that the uh, choice of colors that he's wearing is intentional? He's more Donald Glover style. Yeah, one hundred percent. Percent. Do you think that uh, he's still got that closet or like a hidden closet on the Falcon that he goes? Of course to? I do, baby. Of course I do. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Really <laughs> he's fucking Lando, man. Come on, you got to give him all the props. I'm thinking maybe uh, that's where we're going to get that exchange is maybe she the L3 is like complimenting him or saying you're still wearing that same kind of, you know, just something like that. <laughs> yeah. That, Talking shit on his wardrobe or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. I would like to see him kind of talk to L3 the same way that, um, you know, uh, him talk to the ship uh, the same way that uh, Han talked to Chewie. You know, I think that'd be kind of a cool <laughs> dynamic here. Yeah, totally. Um Everybody saw the picture of Janna mm-hmm. uh, at the yes. panel. So, yeah, we got the shot of Jan- Janna at the panel. And, um, you know, we, we saw this character in the poster. We had heard rumors about her prior to, like, the, the licensing art that we had saw. Uh, but we saw her in that licensing art picture. And um, I heard that she uses a bow in the film um, as a weapon She's also kind of wearing the yellow and blue outfit that looks like Lando's outfit. And she's also wearing a cape in that photo. A lot of people are saying that she could be Lando's daughter. Um, I don't hate that idea. I I really don't. I really do not hate that idea. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't necessarily hate it either. Um, That would seemingly give Lando that bigger role than previously described right there. Obviously, they're both just, you know, resistance fighters at this point, or are they both, like, on the fringe and kind of gray? He might be leading her to, like, the... He might be leading them to their next MacGuffin, and she might be, like, part of that next part of the journey. 
So, you know, he might, you know, he might lead them to his daughter here. I, I and and I'm not saying that that that's going to happen. And she may just be a completely unrelated character. But when she, she was asked at the panel, like you know, a lot of people are saying that you could be uh, Lando's daughter. And right. Naomi Aki, she said Lando is a very charming man, so he could have children all over the universe. That's all I'm saying. So she didn't confirm nor deny. Um, it, and I'm not saying that 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 even what she said here is confirming anything. But she also did say this about her character at the episode nine panel. The original group are going on this epic, epic adventure together. And I'm so excited about where Jana crosses paths with them. I happen to think that they're probably going to meet her on. It looks like she's on a jungle planet. It looks like she could be on like a moon of Endor here. So we'll see. Yeah, the moon of Endor. You think we're going to see her there, huh? Not any of the Jakku stuff? No. I mean, like, when we saw that picture of her, she's on, like, a, a, a planet that has, like, uh, vegetation and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, it's like Thanos' garden looking yeah, stuff there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the big rumor here is that, uh, she'll, she'll cross paths with these characters, and I, I don't know if she's going to join them or if she's going to be a big part of this story, but, um, we get a shot of an action battle taking place on the desert planet with Poe, Finn, and C-3PO, where they're trying to get away from um, the First Order. One of the one of the guys from the First Order is on a on a speeder uh, on a speeder, and I'll talk about that speeder here in a little bit. But um, Finn is actually holding Ray's staff in this shot, and then yeah, I talked about that C-3PO using the bowcaster and the bandolier that we saw in the licensing art. And yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk about that later. Um, we see our first shot of, uh, first order sand troopers in this scene and we see them shooting at Poe, Finn and three PO who are riding on a skiff. And then we see a sand trooper on what, what is now known as a first order tread speeder. And these, uh, tread speeders can handle, rougher trains apparently they had one of these on display at uh celebration um and uh like some facts about it and stuff like that so they're easy they can handle these rougher terrains these uh tread speeders and then out of the sand dust here flying out of the sand dust we see a couple of sand troopers who look like they're wearing jetpacks so now we've got jetpack sand troopers (laughs) yes just what they needed finally a jump trooper (laughs) <laughs> I've watched that scene so many times and it, to me it keeps looking I know it's not of course but it almost looks like they're riding something very broom like almost you know what I mean not like it's not so much jetpack as it's like something that they're riding that's like a a long aircraft of some kind I'm not entirely sure you're probably right to be the, quite well, honest, the, the, fir- the first one that comes out I guess kind of looks like that but the second one that comes out it looks like to me is wearing a jetpack Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I just I kept freezing that one, yeah, the first one, that and first I just couldn't one. make out what it was. Yeah, it could be a Nimbus two thousand. I don't know. There it is. There it <laughs> is. Yeah, I love I love seeing the skip design return and the heroes yeah. on that like you know very skippish ship. I don't know why, but that gave me kind of warm feels. And C three PO holding on for dear life. So. Yeah. Um, then we get a shot of what uh, looks like uh, an RZ two A wing bomber being shot down, and. Um, if you look behind it and you slow down that frame, 
It's either okay. It's one of two things. It's an it's either a Republic cruiser, or it's just a regular Star Destroyer. I think it looks like the Republic cruiser that we. I mean, we haven't seen a Republic cruiser since the Phantom Menace. It looks like it's got that red stripe in the middle. When you look at it, and you, it looks like it has that red stripe, and that just looks like the Republic cruiser from, from the Phantom Menace. So it's, it's almost like the first order at this point are using any ship they can get their hands on. Yeah. That would make, that would make a lot of sense. Anakin. Uh, One at a time, gentlemen. Sorry. Uh, Unless (laughs) this is again a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it could be a flashback. I don't know. I don't know. Flashback card's so easy to play. And it's, yeah. I think the point is to show as little flashbacks as possible and to do story progression forward. Well, I mean, this isn't like the, this isn't the only rumored, you know, bit of, uh, the stuff that I've heard about that uh, from the prequels that we're going to see in this movie. I've heard more. So, I don't know if you've heard that too, Jake. Yeah, I've heard a little bit of stuff. I, I loved, um, you know, J.J. did that a little bit in Episode 7. I mean, nothing really big time, but he definitely, just in the art and some of the settings, made sure everyone knew that the prequels were, were still canon. Yeah. Even, you know, just if it was minute stuff like, you know, pod racer flags on, you right. know, Maz Kanata's yeah. planet. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, we see a shot of uh, who I think is Leia holding uh, one of the Star Wars Medals of Bravery here. Oh, um, man. And uh, these these medals were given to Han and Luke after destroying the first Death Star in A New Hope. Um, I'm thinking that this is Han's medal. Um, I think that this could be, if I had to guess, it's his. So we could be back on Yavin 4 here. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is where our characters meet Jan- Janna, for all I know. She could be, maybe she's holding down the old base on Yavin 4. But uh, I, I think it's I think it's Hans' medal. Yeah, Chewie's totally trying this on, right? They can't resist that. Chewie got That's him. what I think. <laughs> Chewie. Finally, no, I no, get no. my medal. And it actually makes it better if that oh. is Hans' medal because she could give it to Chewie. She can now give him what she never gave him before. Chewie got a medal, guys, in the comics in Chewbacca number one. Jerry Dugan. Uh, it's a five issue miniseries, and it's Chewbacca, and he was given a medal. It was. Um, and and he gave it away. There was a, I guess there was like, and I don't know if this is canon with, with the with the new stuff, but like I guess there was like a private ceremony where he got his own medal. But in that comic, at the end of that comic, he's he gives the little girl that he helped rescue in that that series. He gives her his medal. So the little girl Zora has Chewbacca's medal. Chewbacca did get a medal, though, in canon. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like J.J. is going to have have a hard time resisting a nod to that legendary Star Wars lore there. Oh, I... Okay. <laughs> give, give it to Chewbacca, I suppose. Give him a... <laughs> he, he, did, he didn't like the medal. I feel like... I feel like Chewbacca... I don't want your fucking medal. He didn't like... He didn't want... <laughs> That's why he gave it to Zora. He didn't want the medal. And I also feel like just Han... Being who Han is, what didn't want to be decorated, and Han, when he got that, just kind of put it in a in a box somewhere. Maybe he just kept it there in a locker at Yavin Four. 
I mean, is Chewie going to get the same moment as Luke got in episode eight, where he just slings it over, gives it leg, gives it to him, and he just slings it over his shoulder and walks off? That'd be great. I wouldn't mind <laughs> that. That would be funny. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, we get a shot here of uh, who we, uh, of, oh, I'm sorry, uh, in the trailer, um, where this is where I kind of started the tear up is um, Leia and uh, Ray hugging each other. Ugh. For sure. I, I definitely teared up at this. It, it was seeing Ray tear up that made me tear up. Like, I was already emotional and getting the chills. And then when Ray can't hold it, it's like, well, fuck. You know, she's yeah. kind of your proxy as a viewer, and it kind of makes you let go, too. So this is like, I, I feel like this is one of those uh, unused scenes from, you know, The Force Awakens that they had shot. And maybe, like, this was something, like, she was crying in that scene, but it was for some other for something like for for Han you know because when you look at her hair in this shot you know it does look like it does look like she's got her hair like the way it was done in in The Force Awakens yeah I thought that too and we've heard that that's kind of how they're going to do the Leia stuff is kind of manipulating footage they have from previous movies so that falls in line with that yeah Yeah. JJ said it's very interesting JJ said they never plan to recast or or use CGI or anything like that so I I just feel like this is a shot from The Force Awakens that didn't make it into the film but they found a way to work it into this movie so like the background of like what we're seeing they might have altered yeah I read there's a lot of footage with her and Billy Lord from the previous movies that they're working into this movie. I've heard that too. Yeah, th- with her and a real daughter. So, yeah, it definitely looked like the, the background of that image had been uh, had been played around with a bit. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, because it just looked like that that Leia and Ray moment at the end of like The Force Awakens where they're hugging, but this is just additional footage that they didn't use yeah. here and they, they they found a way to make it work yeah it almost looks like a different angle they took and, yeah. and didn't like that angle and went with something else so yeah uh, we maybe they probably digitally added, added the tear too because it feels like for her to be that emotional in that scene they, it would have been something that they actually story wise would have kept well yeah but if it's if it's taken from say when, when they arrive back on um I can't remember the bloody planet now. After Han's death, and then and they embrace, and that's when she's crying. That's a, that could, uh, right, could crying for Han. Yeah. yeah, good, good call. Breaking the news to Leia, or you know, reaffirming it as it were. We hear Luke say, "We'll always be with you." Um, when he says "we," is he talking about himself and Yoda and all the previous Jedi? that are now kind of like i think so yeah yeah because he, he even like it's basically a pronoun that he's already following up on like he's already mentioned the other all the other previous jedi you know yeah uh we get a shot of ray poe finn chewbacca r2 see th- no not r2 um it's ray, There's no r2, in this no trailer r2 at all. And, yeah uh ray poe finn chewbacca 3po and then uh the new droid dio and they're in a grassy field and then we see Ray and the group kind of like looking over um, and seeing like the hunk of this fallen Death Star. Um, here's the big question: like, is this the first or the second Death Star? Second, I would. I would second think it's second. is where I was at. Okay, I had an article sent to me from one of our listeners that shows the difference between the 
first and the second Death Star. And the article basically states that aesthetically, what we are looking at matches the first Death Star. So hmm. the first Death Star would have, like, the remnants of it would probably be on Yavin 4. Now the second Death Star, the, like, like, the parts of that would have fallen on Endor or one of its moons. So, um, yeah, the article basically aesthetically says that it's part of the first Death Star. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I really didn't know there hmm. were any differences. I assumed when they completed the second Death Star, it was going to look identical. There's. I just figured that the second Death Star was a lot bigger. If you guys want me to find this article real quick and send it to you, I can. No, I, I believe okay. you. Um, I, it's it's not a matter of belief. It, I just I'm shocked. So yeah, Yavin falls a moon as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. So it, the, the, in theory. If it was the first Death Star, it would actually be on Yavin rather than Yavin 4. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I really... I, going into this after watching the trailer the first time, would have just assumed that it was the second Death Star. I, I, the way I looked at it, because I, I, I tried to get some, not to necessarily screenshots, but stills to have a look at, um, see if I could see which Death Star it is. And the way the, the right-hand line of, of breakage looks, it looks very similar to the way it is actually unfinished in the original film. Um, so I would, I, I, again, it is an assumption, but I would, I would pretty much think it's the second Death Star. Hmm. Yeah, the the writer of this article and the 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 pictures and the close-ups um they were pretty confident that it was the first. Um yeah, we don't have a definitive answer uh when it comes to which death star it is, but uh we do hear uh Luke say in the trailer no one's ever really gone and then we get the Palpatine laugh at the end of the trailer. And I mean you know, after the trailer ended, we literally had the Emperor himself, Ian McDermott, come out and tell them to roll the trailer again. And um, I, here's my question: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys, <laughs> and then after this, we'll talk about you know the, the the we'll talk a little bit more about the Death Star and stuff like that. But I mean, Palpatine, big role or small role, Dan? What are your thoughts? Big role, small role in this movie? I'm thinking it's going to be the third act. Okay. So, is it going to be a big role like in the third act? Is it going to be... Do you just mean as far as significance to the film, or do you mean as far as like I'm talking the length of time in, Pal- in the film? Yeah, Paul Palpatine in this movie, is he going to be kind of like... Uh, is this going to be Lord of the Rings where it's just like, you know, Sauron is just like maybe coming back and not a big player in this? Or is like... Or is Palpatine going to be a big part of this story? Is he going to be like the big bad villain in this movie? I don't know, man. I just don't think they're showing all their cards yet, and that's brilliant. But I do think that Palpatine's going to serve a small role. I think it's going to be a, a bigger message of what's going on. He's going to be involved in more. But as far as Ian McDermott, the actor, being in the movie, I think we're going to get a small portion of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jake, big role, small role. I'm, I'm going to take the complete opposite stance. 
Um, I, I'm going to say it's a big role. Um, I find it a little bit insulting at this point, actually, if it's not a big role, um, the way they kind of touted out his laugh and at the moment of the trailer. I, I think it's a complete bait and switch unless he does play a big part here. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. I'm going to I'm going to read some stuff, but I'm also going to echo uh, what you're saying. I think it's a larger role than what we're expecting. Like the fact that it had to be given away in this trailer by Abrams is a is a it's a huge indicator to me that it's a bigger role. They like this is the same guy that tried to hide Khan from us in Star Trek Into Darkness, and he right now I feel like he's trying to get us used to this idea that the Emperor is back. Like. If this was just a quick cameo or or a flashback, it would have been kept a secret, I believe. Yeah, you know, like, you, got a, you have a really good point. Like Darth Maul, like Darth Maul in Solo. Like we didn't know that we were going to get that Darth Maul scene in Solo. That was held. They held that very close to the chest. We had heard rumors of it, but they held it. And this was something that they had completely, uh, almost completely kept from the public that that Palpatine was coming back. So. I think that it, he's going to have a, a large role in in the movie. Yeah, I agree, Brian. I, my metaphor was going to be it would be the equivalent of hearing the Yoda laugh right before we found out that the movie was called The Last Jedi. Yeah, like yeah. you know, it's <laughs> he's a big role. That's yeah. why it's why we hear the laugh right before the title. They That's, kept you know, and they kept, they really tried to keep that puppet that Yoda puppet away from the public. Like you know, there were rumors that people had seen it. You know. Oh, we talked about it a ton. Yeah, yeah we did. Before. Yeah. But this is, I'm going to read this from, um, Matt, what are you thinking? I want, I, yeah, I want to, Matt and Kevin, I want to get your thoughts. I'm too. with you and Jake. I think it's definitely going to be a bigger role. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, right. if, you, if you're going to keep them as a little quick, quick nod and a quick sort of, uh, a bit of fan service, then you do the same as you did with Yoda. But yeah. because it's going to, I think he's going to almost possibly be whispering in Ray's ear from the very beginning of the movie. And guiding her where she's going, it, it may even be that he's impersonating Luke or making her believe that she's hearing Luke. You, you never know. Yeah, um, I'll go. I think, I'll go. A, oh, sorry. No, that's right, man. Go. I, I'll go a step further and say we see Ian McDermott by the next trailer. Yeah. What are you thinking, Deagle? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm echoing pretty much everything you guys are saying regarding a, a huge role. I, this is something you do not put in a trailer unless it's going to be a big role. I mean, this isn't just a small bit role. I mean, he's you're going to find out probably he's pulling the strings and it's it's an important large scale role. Yeah. It's not something that's small, um, especially you put in the very first trailer. I mean, and it surprises the hell out of everybody. And it, it, this isn't just something you add into a, a, I mean, as a bit part. I mean, this is something that's very important. And I even will echo what was just said that you're going to see him by the next trailer. I mean, you will see him in full, whatever emperor form that he takes, um, Palpatine form. Uh, but you will see that by the next trailer. What if it's like, uh, what if it's like, uh, the Emperor's new clothes and he's naked? <laughs> I Ooh. don't want to see that. Ugh. Yeah, I don't need to see it. You will not see that in the next trailer. They'll hold that back for the movie. Got this article here from Yahoo Entertainment today, and it says, according to Lucasfilm chief Kathleen Kennedy, the reemergence of Palpatine, thought dead after the events of Return of the Jedi, was long planned. Quote, this had been in the blueprint for a long time, Kennedy told us on the film's press line. 
we had not landed on exactly how we might do that, but it was always to be in episode nine. Abrams wouldn't say much about how Palpatine would play into the story. Has he been pulling the strings the whole time? But he loved directing Star Wars icon who played him. Quote, working with Ian was among the most wonderful experience I've ever had. He is a breathtakingly good actor. And it's going to be a lot of fun for audiences. Um, John Boyega even. John Boyega was kind of like us. He was very skeptical. And he says, I was very excited about that. And I even had a discussion with JJ, a very in-depth nerd discussion. I'm always devil's advocate. I come on set and challenge all the narrative decisions because I'm always thinking about the fans. But I'm so excited. He's my favorite villain. I love him. It, it just, guys, it just, it sounds like he's gonna have, like, like he's gonna be the big bad in this movie. Like he's gonna be in this film. Like we're gonna see full Emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I, know, I, I'm actually changing my mind because after hearing what you guys are saying, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and like I said earlier, it's no mistake that the word rises even in the title. Like that is the Emperor's word in this, in this saga. You know? Yeah. It's, He's here, and he's going to play a big part. You know, and, and literally, I think I was thinking more of Ian McDermott, but if Matt Smith is, in fact, going to be playing a young Palpatine, then yes, he's going to even serve, you know, it's going to be a bigger role then. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and change my answer on that one, guys. So, is is this, okay, what, what okay, they're led here, they're led here to this, this part of the Death Star. Is this where... Palpatine and his remnants are, and I'm going to talk about Palpatine and his remnants. If you guys really want me to get into that, but like, is, is could that be? Could this be like our big moment here, where they where they come across Palpatine? Jeffrey's going to come across some ancient tomb inside the remnants of the Death Star and well, read the, the passages out loud. No, there were no. I'm, I'm saying like there was concept art from the Force yeah. Awakens where Ray, and it, it's in the uh, art of the Force Awakens where like we saw Ray diving into a submerged emperor's throne room i mean yeah i joke but i but i i do agree with you i mean it it makes perfect sense i mean there's so much symbolism here as to why he would be here you know or they would find that character here so i buy it and like when i'm talking about rep remnants and and things like that um and how like palpatine can even come back um you know, this is, it, this, this goes back to like what I was saying about like Palpatine's death and like in that Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith comic, we, we, we get that story of, uh, Mammon and Mammon putting himself into the helmet and, you know, like, it, so could this be like, you know, has, is a, is a part of Palpatine living in a, any remnants, maybe even in a chunk of this Death Star? Like it could happen. Um, uh, I know that there are places that are very kind of like uh, dark that, that, that have a, a dark force, a dark presence in them, like the 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 Sith temples. Um, <laughs> Matt, do you remember? Do you remember the, uh, the was it not the Inquisitors, but uh, the, the 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 one the guys that had like the lightsabers that they twirl around and use them like little helicopters? Uh, um, the, the seven. It's not seven brothers, is it? Yeah. The, the, oh. Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller's character. Yeah, yeah they, they they were called something like the the brothers. Right. Well, yeah, they were the, they were the Inquisitors because the Grand Inquisitor, and then you had the yeah. um, 
Oh, God, I can't remember their bloody names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who you mean, yeah. The big one and... The yeah, big one and then the Sarah Michelle. Twirly twirlies. Yeah. The, the reason that they were able to do it... The, the reason that I heard that they were able to, like, twirl their, like, their little sabers around and fly, like, little helicopters was because their power was, like, maximized in the Sith Temple. Like, it, that's, like, the kind of energy that it gave off to Sith, um, to people that worship the dark side. Um in the Leia comic that Mark Wade came out with, there's uh there is there's a scene of Leia when she goes back to Naboo and she's in the spot where Darth Maul was um cut in half and she feels cold in that moment and she feels like a dark force presence in that moment just from being there. It's like a, it's like a remnant like when that moment happened, it like left a like part of his essence or like so, some something from Darth Maul, something very dark from Darth Maul was left there. She felt it. And I feel like this could be something that happens in this movie. Ray could go into this um, part of the Death Star and, and feel this could be like if this is the second Death Star, if this is where he died, she might get a vision here. She might see something. She might feel something that leads us that may, this might give us our fucking Admiral Akbar moment where it's a trap. And it's like, she's led into a trap. She's the one who brings him back for all we know. Do you, yeah. do you, do you think Palpatine's Horcrux is walking stick? Uh, <laughs> and it's still sat on his throne. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Coffee. We, we we're getting a lot of Harry Potter references. Like I, yeah, I don't know. That's what makes me. I, I, the writers are a little bit going to be attuned to that. I think to where they don't want to just completely rip off the Horcrux concept. Yeah. Well. That, okay. Here, Chuck Windeg, uh, who's not on Star Wars anymore. He's not writing the books, but he wrote the aftermath books. The um, he he had talked about Palpatine leaving behind um, observatories. And uh, uh, these observatories that 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 housed Sith artifacts that would be and Jake, this is Horcruxes that that could be safeguards to bring him back. And um, I'll, I'll read what Io Nine had to say about that. Uh, the, they they had it. It starts off. The Emperor had a plan. Goes on to say, I cannot emphasize enough how much more bananas Emperor Palpatine was than we thought. He didn't just uh, find the Empire as a way to give himself power, unlimited power. He also fully believed that the Empire should not continue on without him. His philosophy was basically the opposite of the captain goes down with the ship. It was more, if the captain goes down, make sure the ship and everyone on it is blown to pieces for letting the captain die. Palpatine gave Aftermath's main Imperial antagonist, Gallius Rax, the, quote, blowing the Empire to pieces job. Also, definitely read this book to get Palpatine's views on chess. Blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. Um, it goes on to say, so while the Rebellion and Luke Skywalker's actions at the Battle of Endor are important, the Empire's dissolution was hastened by Palpatine's own design. Also, part of his plan was to figure out calculations to leave this galaxy and head out to another. Those calculations finished after Palpatine died, but that's where his Superstar Destroyer ended up, and it's probably where a lot of the First Order was created. Go watch Return of the Jedi again with that knowledge rattling around in your brain. Speaking of secret Palpatine plans, the desert world that Rey found herself on is so much more interesting than what we saw in The Force Awakens. For one thing, 
it is used to cover it used to be covered in water and plant life at some point it changed into desert but with a spark of life still hidden in its core so yeah uh it goes on to say jakku was one of the several worlds that the emperor established observatories on there it is i heard that this morning i was actually trying to find that an observatory held any number of things the emperor thought needed to be hoarded sith artifacts weapons prisons etc they all have replicas of the emperor's flagship and sentinel robots programmed to act like the emperor and have his face projected on them which sounds incredibly creepy uh jakku's observatory was built as part of palpatine's in the event of my death plan also the observatories can destroy the planet it's on jakku narrowly avoids his fate so could the beginning of the movie where we're seeing ray on this desert planet and then of course kylo shows up could they be in search of uh palpatine's observatory yeah that could be that could be very possible i, I kind of felt like the whole palpatine thing would be a reveal to the characters though like i in my head, it's more he reveals himself to them than they, you know, purposely go and seek him out. But I don't know. I'm not opposed to it. Well, it's a lot of concept to create to get the characters to be going to one of these observatories to find Palpatine. Well, I, in what would presumably be the first act. One of the big rumors that for the past few years or a year, year and a half or whatever in the story is that kylo has sent the knights of ren on a mission and the knights of ren come back and then they bring a bigger bad with them that makes sense and then they bring they bring back whatever it is that becomes the emperor well i mean and then you know i mean uh, the emperor had these robots and and these guards that were left there that's that was part of this like could those be the the red stormtroopers that we saw in the licensed art no, that's interesting. I do like what you were saying about Ray actually being drawn to whatever the object is that will re- reanimate the Emperor. It, it definitely makes me think back to Episode 7 and how Ray was drawn to that lightsaber. And it makes me wonder if there, there would be any kind of connection there. You know, we've seen that Ray can be drawn to objects that, you know, hold powerful memories and you know stuff so maybe is there is there a connection there speaking of that do you think we're going to get any resolution as to how the lightsaber found its way from the trash compactor on cloud city uh, hmm. didn't, didn't they already didn't they already come out with something like or, or did that not get it i don't know i felt like because it, it, it from cloud city it ends up on maz Kanata's, at maz Kanata's castle right yeah i don't know i feel like i i, I feel like was that not addressed ever? I don't remember it being addressed, yeah. and I've, I've pretty much read all the comics yeah. and 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 the books that have come out since the Force yeah. Awakens, and I don't remember it being addressed yet. I know there is on Wikipedia and stuff there is like possible answers, but there's nothing sort of definite. Yeah, we talked, I mean, way back in the past that J.J. classically wanted to open with, you know, seeing this lightsaber still falling. The hand in space. Yeah. Well, th- no, yeah. that was, <laughs> no, that was originally, like, that was that was a oh, legit yeah. rumor. Like, that was going to be yeah. the first shot in the movie. Well, I know, but I'm bringing that up yeah. as, as proof to that. I don't think we have ever gotten that answer. Yeah. Because 
Sure. You know, Matt, that would make sense because she does have it again. So they want yeah. there's that association with Ray and she's drawn to it. So it, it would make sense that they do give you some kind of answer just to fill in the blanks. Mm. Is the emperor in this lightsaber? <laughs> Is that why she's drawn to it in the first place in episode seven? Possibly she, because it was Anakin's. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm watching the I'm watching the gif of the lightsaber exploding from episode eight, and I mean, it is a pretty incredible blue explosion. I mean, I know the science is, is that's the kyber crystal explosion, but eh, how does that? So crazy if that's the kyber crystal, then then the kyber crystal is destroyed. So she's got to get another one somehow. How does I, let's go? Let's go. I want to talk about that. How does how does Snoke fit, fit into this whole brand picture? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, if, if Palpatine is yeah, like we the, haven't even brought him up once. It's crazy. Question. It's been nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it needs to be addressed at least. I mean, like we're we're talking about Palpatine being the big bad here, and like our big bad the last two movies that we thought was was Snoke, and I mean, is could. The Emperor have transferred could could the a lot of people are saying the Emperor was living within Snoke and when when Snoke died now he has to find another physical body. Like I I'm not saying that's happening, but mm-hmm. like if the Emperor is pulling the strings, um I feel like somehow maybe he was using Snoke. I mean I, I don't know. I, I just give me a reason that we're that I think Snoke he- makes sense. I think in classic Emperor style, he's going to shit all over what Snoke did and not be pleased. I mean, I think he set probably set him in a position to do some stuff. And then Snoke obviously failed. And that's why the Emperor has to show up in the first place. Right. I I think he's not going to any dialogue that the Emperor has towards Snoke. I don't think is going to be favorable. I don't think he had his soul inside of him or I mean, I think he was the one who put him in his place and told him what to do, but I don't think there was any actual, like, power manipulation or Snoke would have done a better job. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of the, you know, Snoke's overconfidence was his downfall, trusting well, that he's turned, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's, yeah, I think you're right, Jake. It's just going to be a lot of uh, downplaying of how, how much, how big a bad he was. Well, it was one of those things, like, if you if we go back and we, we go back to some of the quotes that Leia gave us in the previous films, and she's talking to Han, she's basically saying, Snoke was the one that poisoned our child. Snoke took our child away from us. Snoke, he's, it, Snoke was the one who influenced and, and and so I feel like Snoke was a big part of this story at one time. Snoke is the one that actually got that took Ben away from them. I'm just I'm trying. No, to, I, I, I agree. I, it, I'm not downplaying. No, no, I know what you're Snoke. saying. Like like I, I I know what you're saying about like the Emperor. Anytime the Emperor brings him up, then he'll shit on Snoke. It's just it's. I'm trying to figure out. I, I, what story is there to tell? I guess is where I'm coming at from it. There was a lot of story that they told about Snoke and his relationship. He, Snoke, basically, kind of like uh, shit on Kylo. Wrapped up. What happened? Oh, uh, internet connections running slow. I apologize, guys. Um, oh. The, the, like the whole scene in the Last Jedi where he takes his helmet and he smacks it and breaks it like it's all because of like him not living up to Snoke's standards and Snoke was an important part of like his growth as a as a dark force user I I, I don't know it's just, I 100% agree but Snoke being removed is now the important part 
And, and I, I don't. I, it feels like yeah. backtreading. Yeah. I, Is there any possibility? I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head that they gave us the reveal of Palpatine coming back to throw us off the scent of Snoke returning. Nah, Snoke's done. Snoke's done. I think Snoke's done. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I kind of put him in the same light as like Moff Tarkin, right? I mean, Moff Tarkin, super important character, but the minute he failed, the Emperor shits all over him. I mean, he, he was still an important character, worked for the Emperor, was doing the Emperor's bidding, but the minute it was a job not well done... He's a piece of shit. And I think that's where Snoke's going to fit in. Yeah, I mean, I, but we, I mean, that's the thing. We don't know. We're guessing. We're speculating that he was doing. Oh, 100%. That, that he was, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, it could go, it could go another, it could have gone another way that after, you know, after the Emperor was gone, that, uh, just, uh, you know, like the three headed monster, you cut off one head and another one pops up and here's Snoke. Snoke comes out of the woodwork now and like, you know, and and now now that Snoke's gone, now we've got Kylo running things. Kylo's running things, and so Kylo kind of like. So I I don't know. I mean, I co-signed Brian. I I completely agree that at one point that that was the thought. Um, you know, we just have to take what we know. Like we know that there was never like an overarching plan here. So I, you know, I, ideals and story has kind of shifted between the three movies, and I do agree with you that at one point. Snoke was definitely bigger and more important than what he is now in the third movie. And that there was probably ideas that there were deeper connections to Palpatine than what ended up being the case. Was this part of, and I, I'm just, I'm thro- guys, a lot of the stuff that I'm throwing out here is just theories. I'm not saying I'm backing it. I, I just bring it up for discussion. When Kylo in The Force Awakens says, I will finish what you started, and he's talking to the Vader mask, does he mean that he's going to be the one to be at the side of the Emperor? Did he just, you know, I'm going to finish. That was part of that, the Emperor's kind of, like, that was part of that prophecy for the Emperor, right? It was That's an interesting concept. I always just took it at face value that he was going to, Snoke's feeding this line of BS that they're going to like, you know, create the evil galactic, you know, overrule. Yeah, that's how I take it too. Um, yeah, I was like with uh, Kathleen's kind of the with her quotes of like, uh, you know, this was always in the plan. We always we always thought we always thought we were going to bring Palpatine back. And the way that these movies kind of like they want you to watch them when you watch them again, you see them differently, you know, like even the stuff in the prequels, you can like go back and, you know, you watch the prequels, but then go back and watch, you know, the original trilogy. And you're like, oh, my gosh, Anakin made C-3PO like we, you know, like that these things that you're thinking you can watch it in a different way. And so like you could actually if with that knowledge of him saying, I I will finish what you started it, and, you know, like. Him being the one who is at the right hand of of the emperor eventually, you know, like I'll, I I will do, you know, I don't know. I'm just yeah, I could I could see that. I just I don't know. I, that, maybe I, it does. They does seem like they do want to connect. The, I can't imagine that there's no connection from the emperor to the previous movies. I, I don't think it's going to be a complete. It's all springing out of episode nine. I. I I do agree that there's got to be some connective tissue from 
a previous movie that gets us to where we are. So that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm not saying I'm backing any of this. I'm just bringing it up for discussion, guys. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's all fascinating. I, I will, you can throw every theory you have on the table and I will talk about it. Um, oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about, uh, Palpatine, if he's going to have a big role or not. And, and, uh, so, you know, some people are, some people are even saying, like, uh, he'll just be a, he'll be like a, uh, a vision in a, in a Sith holocron. And, um, well, I mean, you know, it's, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm seeing those posts and those discussions happening. And, no, I believe it. I just, I just, I just can't believe that people aren't like, I don't know. That just seems really far fetched to think that that's the case. Well, yeah, like, you don't, you don't bring them back for something like that. Well, and you don't announce that you're going to bring them back. Yes. If you're going to just do something like that. Anyway, Jason Dyer from Empire Magazine actually talked to JJ after like the whole episode nine panel. He caught up with him at Celebration and he asked him flat out if Palpatine is just going to, is going to be in the movie. And JJ said, you know, you know, yes, he's going to be in this movie. And then IGN, um, talked with jj about how palpatine became part of the film and that's when he kind of like said you know we had a a very specific challenge which was to take eight films and give an ending to three trilogies and so we had to look at what is the bigger story we had conversations amongst ourselves we met with george lucas before writing the script these were things that were in real, not debate, but looking at the vastness of the story and trying to figure it out. Uh, what is the way to conclude this? But it has to work on its own as a movie. It has to be its own thing. It has to be surprising and funny, and you have to understand it. So, yeah, I think that's one of the things we're kind of getting lost in this is the fact that this movie is going to have some funny moments. I mean, we are, we're already getting Dio in this movie, um, the little sidekick droid, and there's going to be a lot of funny moments in this movie. I mean, we've kind of like approached it from a very serious, like, woo, the, the Emperor's coming back, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think this movie might just like much like force awakens. I think a lot of the super star Wars hardcore might be, um, a little bit like, I don't know. I feel like JJ Abrams is going to do more JJ Abrams stuff where we're definitely going to learn things. But at the end of the day, it's going to be mostly a fun romp set in the star Wars universe. Right. And, it may not give the uh, buckets of mythology that people are hoping for. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, even in the last movie, The Last Jedi, we didn't learn anything about like the Jedi texts and stuff like that, like what's really in them. So, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Johnson, he, not only did he not teach us anything, but he t- told us there was nothing to be taught. Yeah, so we did learn they weren't page turners, though. Right, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> One of the best jokes in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, see here. Um, I, I'm going to jump into some of the possible spoilers from episode nine that I've, that I've, uh, that I've read out there. And, uh, I guess we can discuss them as we go, as I go down the list here. Some of them I believe are true and some of them I'm, I don't, and some of them I believe could happen. Um, this, uh, these spoilers, uh, are one year. It takes place one year after the last Jedi. Um, some of these are stuff that we've actually even seen in the trailer already that kind of prove it. Uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren has united private armies and militias under the First Order to strengthen his faction against any opposition to his rule. Um, that makes sense. Kylo demoted Hux, who has been secretly leaking intel about the First Order's activities to the Resistance in hopes that they kill Kylo, allowing him to reclaim command. 
Um, I love this idea. I, I could hope see that's that. true. Doesn't that remind you of Matt? Doesn't that remind you of the the dude in Rebels that was like, yep. yeah. Um, Oh God! Why do you keep doing it to me? Every time? <laughs> that I know. I, I'm terrible with names. Fulcrum. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh God, damn you! <laughs> I'll find it. I'm sorry. We need a new rebels expert. Yeah, Jesus! I'm uh, sack me. Well, I, I'm just bringing up like vague things about rebels and then expecting Matt to finish my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's beyond you to expect that, Brian. Uh, Matt's failing. I am. I'm, I'm sorry. I let, I let everyone down. The Knights of Ren returned from an expedition to the beyond with warnings of a great evil, which makes Kylo vulnerable and sends him on a quest and also informs his interactions with Rey throughout the movie. I mean, this is something that making Star Wars has reported in the past. Um, the Knights of Ren wield medieval-looking weapons, and some of them can use the Force. Uh, there's a new faction of red stormtroopers that apparently serve the Knights of Ren. We saw the red stormtroopers on that licensing art, that poster at the bottom of that poster. And we know that the red stormtroopers, um, some people were thinking that it, the red was coming from the glow of Kylo's lightsaber in that, uh, in that poster. But if you look down the line of those stormtroopers, some of them are still white. So they are, those are red stormtroopers. Um, yeah, I never bought that glow of the lightsaber stuff. I, you know, I thought people were really reaching with that. No one's doing lighting tricks on uh, posters, especially traditionally framed ones. Uh, <laughs> we got, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, and uh, what was it Clad was on that Claude? Was it Clad or Claude? That that alien. I always next thought it was Claude. Next to this big space slug thing. Yeah, next to Boyega. Um, but uh, I hear that it's going to be a practical alien in the film. We saw a couple pictures cool. and it I, I hear it's going to be a practical alien, but what they used on the poster was actually like the digital version of the character. Right. Um, seems fun. Seems like some of the humor may come from him. Mm. Kylo either seeks out or is summoned by a new character creature that is being referred to as the Oracle that supposedly lives on the swamp planet as a parasite feeding off a slumbering giant purple elf baby thing. Jake, I sent you the picture. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the one. That, That's the true one right there. That description. That, that's the plot completely. Exactly down. that. I'm sold. I want to watch that movie. Jake, um, I mean, I know we're all laughing, but I sent you the picture, and then actually I sent you another picture that shows, like, the physical creature that matches this, the art, right? Yeah, I'm kind of all in on, on thinking that this is legit. Um, I am referring to this thing as Cthulhu Yoda now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it does seem to be kind of like, you know, mirroring the Yoda character. Yeah. But, you know, for Kylo's purposes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like, guys, it's, it's a weird looking piece of art that, I, that we've seen. I, we didn't see the giant purple elf baby that, there's a giant purple elf baby head and then <laughs> resting, uh, resting, like, hold on, resting on top of the head is this parasite looking spider thing. Oh, so it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of got like I, a, I think it kind of looks cool. I, I mean, I know it's, it's a source for comedy here. 
But I, I'm actually a big fan of, of this concept art. If this ends up being a thing in the movie, it's like it's like a it's like a yeah, Guillermo del Toro Pan's Labyrinth creature, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it does have a very Star Wars head, though, and the eye set seems very Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And like, to, I don't see anything in this image that makes me think, "Ooh, that's not Star Wars." In fact, I, I think it looks very Star Wars. So, like when he's talking to this, like, there's got to be some kind of like uh, symbiotic relationship or parasitic relationship between this giant purple elf baby head and the monster that kind of camps out on top of this fucking quato yeah, that's what i was thinking yeah it's like a, it's like a quato <laughs> thing right mind to me Kylo. <laughs> open your mind <laughs> it's gonna be gross when they shoot it in the head uh, let's see. The plot revolves around the race uh, to find a MacGuffin described as, quote, controversial but delightful. Uh, it changes over the course of the movie, starting as one thing, which leads to something else, which ends up revealing the big secret of the movie it is supposed to be something related to C-3PO's old memory that was erased in Revenge of the Sith. This, I believe, 100%. Yeah, I buy this, too. Um Especially with the talks to Lucas and how important C-3PO is. Yeah, this I buy this too. C-3PO is playing a big part and this sounds right up the alley. Uh, C-3PO's memory is in an old rebel blockade runner on a jungle planet. I heard it's on the Tantive Four that we saw in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, Ray, Poe, Finn, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and BB-8, and Dio are s- set to retrieve it. Uh, the heroes find the blockade runner with help from Lando Calrissian. Um, he has a minor role basically pointing where they need to go and later joining the battle piloting the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Rose also has a minor role. She is now a high-ranking resistance officer, answering directly to Leia and doesn't get in on the action. Uh, Dominic Monaghan, who we haven't even talked about this whole time, he's they're saying he's playing a resistance leader. Uh, Richard E. Grant is uh, playing the new general of the First Order, Hux's replacement. Um, once C-3PO's memory is retrieved, the heroes go to a snow planet with a huge alien marketplace and an abandoned droid factory, which they visit. This is 100% true. Um, at the uh, Disney shareholders meeting, there was a guy in attendance... Um, Scott Ladawig, I think that's the correct name. If it's not, I apologize. But he was there and he saw this huge alien marketplace. So, like, that is 100% true. Okay, that could, that's really Star Wars. That'll be a fun scene. Just all the, you know, an easy place to put a lot of cool Easter eggs in the alien marketplace. Well, when they go into the abandoned droid factory, uh, I'm hearing that there's a bad robot Easter egg that you actually see the bad robot JJ Abrams production company bad robot. You see the physical bad robot as an Easter egg in the droid factory. And then also in that droid factory are a bunch of the battle droids from Phantom Menace that are inoperative. Oh, that's cool. Cause I mean, that's the factory that was actually making them that they have the big action sequence and attack of the clones. Right. That's what we're talking about. Right. Um, okay. Apparently, and I don't know about this, but apparently the memories of a warrior robot are uploaded into C-3PO, causing him to develop an aggressive personality and take the bowcaster from Chewie. So we've seen the picture of him holding the bowcaster and wearing the bandolier. Um, 
I've also heard that like once they upload the memory, like he still has remnants of the droid that he was in from Attack of the Clones, where he was like, you know, remember when the head of the droid was on top of his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yes, like, yes. it kind of like he goes back into that aggressive mode. So e- either way, he's got the memories of a warrior robot. And so Could be quite funny, mm-hmm. but also might come across as a bit stupid. Yeah. Yeah, they got to be careful <laughs> with that. But he's been getting yeah. shit on for all these movies, so it'll be kind of nice to see him get a little aggressive. C-3PO reluctantly has his memory <laughs> uploaded to R2-D2 while his body stores the warrior's robot's memory, which leads to funny situations. So they have what you're talking about there. There's a First Order attack on the droid factory, but the heroes escape with the help from Carrie Russell's character, Zori, a bounty hunter with no allegiance. Um, and I'm hearing that uh, in the factory, that's where they meet Dio, the other little sidekick droid, and she's possibly connected to Zori's character. So, um, meanwhile, in the Swamp Planet, there's a battle between the Resistance and the First Order. Kylo fights the Resistance fighters, but gets separated from the main battle for some reason. At one point, Kylo goes to a dark castle-looking building, a monkey-looking creature was on the set. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I, that's crazy. I, I guess a practical effect, obviously, if it was on the set. Um, once Ray figures out the MacGuffin secret, the, uh, the heroes end up on the desert planet. Um, whatever Kylo was looking for also leads him to the desert planet. Where he encounters Ray once again. They still have feelings for each other. I don't buy that at all. No. Um, uh, Finn and Poe go on a mission together, which has a Western vibe. Ray and Rose also have their own mission. I don't know if I'm buying that either. Um, apparently, Ray and Kylo have to reconcile and join forces against the great evil, which steers Kylo towards redemption. Um, at some point, Finn and Poe cross paths with Naomi Aki's character, Janna, who is a skilled warrior, freedom fighter, and might be Finn's long-lost sister. <laughs> wow. No. no. Please not. Please don't. No, no, no. So Finn's Small galaxy. as well. You, you, you don't want him to have any family members? In, I mean, come on. You guys are terrible. <laughs> it's just a very contrived plot point there. Uh, the heroes. Yeah, I mean, especially if if we're gonna have you know daughter of Lando. I guess we're talking about the same character though. It's either one or the other, huh? She can't be her own person. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The heroes celebrate being reunited at a festival of sorts before the final battle. Kylo's spaceship crash lands at some point during the final battle. Octu will appear in the movie. The final battle was filmed in the Cardigan sheds, um, previously used to film scenes on Yavin Four. Final battle reportedly takes place at Kylo's spaceship and has a zero gravity factor. Kylo is heavily injured during the final battle. Um, the Knights of Ren are involved in the final battle, but apparently against Kylo. There are multiple Luke and Leia flashbacks. Harrison Ford and Haydenson Christensen, uh, Hayden Christensen reportedly make appearances as Han Solo and Anakin Skywalker. Um, no confirmation. Uh, the closer you get to the end of those spoilers, the more far-fetched they get. Huh? Sure. Yeah, yeah it, it, this is a, kind of a collab. Some of them might be bullshit. I mean, I know, I know, like the 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 droid, the snow planet, the marketplace, all that stuff is real. Um, yeah, 
a jury's out on the anti-grav fight between Ray and Kylo and the Knights yeah, of Ren. Yeah, gravity's never been a thing in Star Wars at all, has it? So I just don't <laughs> see that. <laughs> oh, let's introduce it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's there's concept art of the Falcon in flames during the final battle. Uh, this movie supposedly concludes the Skywalker saga. So Kylo, Kylo probably redeems himself as he is the last Skywalker. That's, that's their guess, so... Um, and then, of course, like Scott Ladawig, who I talked about, who went to the Disney shareholders meeting, um, he saw – this is what he saw and he revealed in his t- tweets. We saw a blockade runner in an abandoned-looking hangar. I mean that right there makes me believe like that's the – you know where they're going to find C-3PO's memory. Uh, an explosion knocking stormtroopers in a starship hangar bay. Uh, Kylo Ren. So that, they're probably after it too. Like they're probably after his memory as well. You, I mean, that whole scene where we've got Kylo Ren like knocking that one guy to the ground with the with his lightsaber could be like a whole chase to get this fucking to get to that to get to that uh, t- the Tantive Four, right? Yeah, I could see that. Gosh, hearing this stuff about the blockade runner, like if that's true, that does make me think that there's more weight in it's the first Death Star. Um, as well, you know. Yeah. Um, well, this this I don't think that, that that's just uh, that's this is just an abandoned hangar. Oh, okay. I don't know if that I don't I don't know if that abandoned hangar on what planet? I mean, that, none, we don't know any of these planets, Jake. Oh, yeah, from yeah. any of these trailers. Um, I'm just saying, I, I you know, blockade runners and Yavin Four and the first Death Star, are like all things that go together in my mind. So it's like if one exists, it kind of puts the other pieces together for me. Yeah, I just don't know why that would be on the on the Death Star. Yeah, well, the, it's not on the Death Star. The Death Star landed on the planet that has the base that has the blockade runner. Yeah, I think we're kind of all on the same page then. As like them being on the same planet, right? Yeah, I'm just saying that it makes me think that there's more weight to it being the first Death Star and not the second Death Star if we're using ships like that in the abandoned hangar. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So we're just like the first or second Death Star, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does lean me towards it being the first Death Star using ships like blockade runners. Okay, like yeah, I I, mean, I don't know. We're we're all over the place with which Death Star this is. <laughs> um, let's see here. He saw what else did he see? Um, Lando briefly, Ray with Chewie's bowcaster, Finn in some abandoned looking ship interior. Uh, he saw the fish market set, is what he saw, um, and. Uh, Ray has scenes there. He saw Ray walking through that alien marketplace. Um, so that confirms that. And then he saw um, Kylo with moments where he had no mask. And then there was there was another scene of Kylo. I, I swear there was a scene he saw of Kylo in a white room with the Vader mask. And I'm not seeing that note here, but I swear I've read that online that he saw that. And then there was a cool clip he said of Daisy doing wire work, jumping and turning a somersault high up in the air with a lightsaber. And that's probably what we saw in the trailer of her doing that little flip onto the um, silencer, the tie silencer. Mm. That makes sense. So, and that's that's all I got, fellas. Jesus Christ! Did you see the um, 
mock-up packaging for the toys i just of note that the it seems the main figure is kylo with his helmet on yeah i i i i did not see that that's not the licensing art that's actually like the the it's the like what's gonna that, be on the blister packs for yeah. all the different toys i saw an article about that i did not click on it and watch it but it's kylo with the mask on with the mask on, yes, holding his lightsaber up in an attack position is like the main image being plastered on every piece of uh, merchandise for Episode Nine. The licensing art also had him with the mask on, and it, it was the repaired mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, correct. So, I don't know. Um, I know we've gone over a lot. I feel like I feel like we, I feel like we lost some people on this one. Dan, are you still with us, man? Oh, oh, you oh met yeah, people on our podcast. I was oh, no. no, I've been here. I've been listening to your theories. I didn't want to really. There was really not much for me yeah, to add to that because I'm just kind of like, know. okay, that's what they're saying. Um, I'm not disagreeing with anything that you guys are. It's uh, I've had a great time, man. I was talking the whole time. I thought, sorry, I will speak more next time. No, no, no. I just, I just, I just <laughs> <Wow>. had it. <laughs> no, man. I honestly, this was a fucking blast. I'll talk Star Wars all day long. Well, you know what? I'm still not convinced. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hold on. Let me do a cartwheel real quick. No, do that rage. I, I'm, I'm doubling down on you not saying anything. All right, but I'm kidding. Fair enough. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I agree with Brian. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> that happened sooner or later. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you know. I get a uh, clock is a broken clock is right twice a day. So. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, 24 hour clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that, that, there's a lot to unpack here, apparently. I, I guess like maybe three hours worth, nearly three hours. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's crazy. Yeah. So. This is a good time, though. I, you know, man, mm. I, I got so excited when this trailer was going to debut because I knew it meant this. Yeah. Anything that I missed that you guys wanted to talk about or any final thoughts that you wanted to, to, to add to our trailer discussion? Mm, nothing off the top of my head. I mean, I, you know, I, I love the music choices in the trailer. It was really great hearing the Han and Leia theme again and having that be so prominent in this trailer. I thought that was a brilliant choice. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to learn more stuff and talk more Star Wars leading up to December, man. It's a long wait till December now. Oh, so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because like, um, you know, I, I I'll be we'll be fine. It's it's one of those things where in a couple of weeks we're going to be watching Avengers Endgame and then everything's going to shift. Like right now, we're really excited about Star Wars. In a couple of weeks, everything's going to shift over to Endgame. We're going to be talking about Endgame, you know, for you know weeks and months after that movie ends, and and uh, so it, and then and then we'll get another Star Wars trailer, and then we'll be right back on Star Wars again. Yeah. Just, I, I, I think, you know, I, I just hope it sticks to the landing and I hope that, that they don't withdraw on episode eight and, and kind of ruin everything a little bit. I really, really do. Yeah. There's just so much at stake right now. You know, the, the last yeah. one, they've got to stick the landing on this. And I, I'm, I'm really thinking that they're putting all the thought in to do so. It just seems, it seems very odd to take a gamble on something this big that we've been building up to for all these years, all these decades, you know? It just mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I think we're in good shape, guys. I think it's going to be a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Exactly. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, like, I, I, 
I you guys got to know that it's going to I think any Star Wars movie that comes out now it's going to split the fandom and 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 we we've just seen this. We see we saw a lot of the fandom kind of like done after the Force Awakens. They didn't like it. They just thought it was a carbon copy of the of a new hope and and they didn't care for it. And um and then of course the last Jedi was probably the most divisive of all the films. Um and then Han Solo was hated by almost everybody. <laughs> I love Han Solo. I don't even not know. Han Solo. Solo. Oh, oh, so, oh, Solo. I thought you were talking about Han Solo the character. No. It's like what the fuck? The, the, the movie Solo. I don't know. Ever, ever since that movie's come out, I've seen more and more people loving it. Like I, God. I have. I, 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 I like the film. I don't hate. It. I don't despise it. To the, uh, I'm not nearly on your level when it comes to that. I, I, I think it's a fine it movie. So angry. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was okay. I, I, I rather enjoyed it. I had a good time, but I will say that the rewatchability is very low. I think I've maybe watched it maybe one and a half times and then fell asleep, not because it was boring or anything, but I just, it's not one of those movies I want to keep coming back to. Yeah. I, I'm not like rushing to watch it again, but I didn't hate it. It was like, I don't know. I thought, uh, what, like a lot of the things that people were worried about was, uh, um, the main actor, uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich, uh, being able to, to do that role. And I, I think that he was one of the brighter spots of that movie, to be honest with you. I thought he was yeah, really it, good. It, it was more the storyline that let the whole film down rather sure. than the, the acting. There's stuff yeah. that just like infuriated me. Like how he got his name was just the that dumbest. Was the weakest thing ever. <laughs> it was I love that. terrible. <laughs> I'll never just, forget how quick Woody got over his uh, love dying either. Yeah, it, it was just a weak story, and it wasn't a needed story either. That was the most infuriating part. Is is why do we care about that? We know what happens. We we knew all of that. Yeah. Show us something yeah. new. Show us something different. And it, I, it always felt to me like they're wasting money making films that no one needs, rather I, than going forward with Star Wars, which is what we all want: is for Star Wars to go forward not dwell in the past well i think yeah. that they've learned their lesson after this yeah. is this okay i mean they're kind of putting stuff on hold but we're still getting the ryan johnson trilogy and we're still getting like the um the game of thrones guys doing their their trilogy so is yeah, it well, the, the they're, trilogy it sounds like a two-year break before any of that though from what i've been reading yeah i mean they're putting on a hiatus but what for two three four years i mean that's yeah, but we're still That's nothing. We're still getting Star Wars this year. We're getting The Mandalorian at launch for the Disney. Yeah, Plus. so I mean, really, the hiatus is no hiatus. Mm, yeah, I know. In today's day and age, when everyone has AD and D, I mean, it's still better than eight <laughs> months. Yeah. Do you think they're more like referring to standalone movies as opposed to trilogies when they're saying hiatus? No, I think they mean um, other than television projects. I, I think they mean no movies in the theaters for a few years. Yeah, I think I think they'll definitely take a break with the movies. I think that's a good idea. Let's let's have us want it a little bit more and appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't know. Um, and after like the two solo standalone films that they did, you know, Rogue One, as for as well as that movie performed, and a lot of people did love that movie. It was just like a, it was crazy. It was a crazy environment to, to, you had directors getting fired. You had, you know, it just wasn't 
I don't think they had everything kind of like worked out. It was not a well-oiled machine. I'm actually surprised it did as well as it did in that environment. Yeah, same. Th- well, I mean, same thing with Solo. So, so, Solo, I mean, it didn't perform great. It, it could have done a lot worse, but I don't know. I think Rogue One was kind of the exception. Like, it, I thought it was a really good story and. I don't know. It's just like the production was really fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, I, really, I, I love Rogue One. I've really warmed to Rogue One over the years since it's come out, and I actually like it quite a lot now. I thought you Tupperware that movie. Yeah, yeah, I Tupperware it, but I, you know, I said it was my least favorite of like all the new stuff so far. I think my only issue with with Rogue One was Felicity Jones. Otherwise, I really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a big role. I know, but she just annoys me so much. I hate her. <laughs> oh God! I really do hate her. So Are you talking? Oh, you talking about uh, Jen Erso? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was fucking terrible. Yeah, she's the worst <laughs> part. Of that. Like, just absolutely awful. No, no, no character. Uh, yeah. no, um commitment at all. Oh God, she yeah. was terrible. She's horrible, and like uh, she was terrible in the trailers, and she was terrible in the film. I agree, one hundred percent. Yep, exactly. But look, you know, they they can because they're doing the Mandalorian. Maybe they can explore with that and see what sticks, see what works in that, and then they can proceed with the with the universe building in the movies. So, so yeah, give us a couple of years. Yeah, build a bit of a story, build build some more characters and some more mythos to it with the Mandalorian and then proceed afterwards. Yeah. I'm excited to see kind of like what, uh, you know, John Favreau and Taika Waititi and Bryce Dallas Howard can give us with this Mandalorian series. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, let's wrap this fucker up. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Matt, thank you. Uh, everybody, uh, check out, uh, brute force and ignorance, a dungeons and dragons podcast. Matt, did you want to tell anybody about brute force and ignorance? It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's, I give you, I give you a fucking platform to, to, and and then you just you you echo what I said with like zero enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, it's quarter past three in the morning. Oh, that's true. All right, <laughs> and that and that's and that's my fault. Um, Dan, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> we're all just we're all just we're all just talked out. Um Dan, where can people find you? You can find my show Heroes of Noise at www.heroesofnoise.com. Subscribe there. Uh you can also check us out for season 4 of Preacher where we have another podcast called The Word, the unofficial Preacher podcast. We'll be coming back right around the same time, so I would say around August. Fine. And guys, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, final season of Preacher too. Yeah, I know. Bummer. I still, I still need to watch season three. I'm still, I still need to watch season two. <laughs> uh, did you like season one? Yeah, I love season one. I didn't, I didn't finish season two, so um, yeah. I've got to finish that. But I just, I kind of fell off halfway through season two because it just started to waver too far from the comics for me. And I know you're not going to be finishing it tonight because you're so fucking tired, aren't you, Matt? <laughs> I didn't say I was tired. I said it was late. <laughs> Do you want to go another hour of Star Wars talk? Go for it. Another two hours now. It's yeah, fine. I didn't say I was tired. I said it was whoa. Okay. All right. Fucking hell. Yeah. All right. The I get from you. Jeez. All right. Matt didn't uh, say he was. Four in the morning. It's stuff late. Explains the bad right. rebels recollection. Yeah, that's true. I was Agent Callus, by the way. You're you're Agent Callus. <laughs> Come through in the end. Sweet burn. <laughs>
<laughs> You're so mean. Uh, Kevin, where can, where can people find you, Kevin? Oh, uh, you can find me on my podcast, Nobody Asked You, Kevin, Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and thank you for having me on. It was a blast. I uh, uh, didn't contribute much, but I loved just sitting back and actually listening to a lot of these theories. Yeah, we love it when uh, people are on the show and just spectators. That's fucking awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yeah, we might as well have had 20 guests on this episode and just had them all sit back. Honestly, I would rather have people on here just being spectators than pissing and moaning about it being three in the fucking morning. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I try to try to point out that that. when I point out maybe they're tired, then they then they bitch at me. (laughs) Matt Kirby, more like Matt Krabby. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. I'm fucking with you, man. I love you. you I know you are. I know. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't stay up until fucking 20 plus 3 if it wasn't. Uh, I'm doing it. If it wasn't deep love. Oh, yeah. Deep, deep. Hey, I got to say, line of the show, too. Free Swallow. I'm keeping that one, man. I'm going to use that this weekend. Free Swallow. Hashtag Free Swallow. <laughs> Hashtag Free Swallow. All right, guys. We will see you for uh, our, I don't know, our main episode. Jake, I don't know how long I can go tonight. <laughs> 20 minutes. Go on, just do a 20 minute episode. I'll do a 20, really... do a 20 minute Peace out, y'all. Uh, right, Jake. I guess the rest of them can hang up. All right, guys. Hey, thanks a lot. Okay. Yeah, thanks a lot. Let me. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, do we love it? Hey, let's make it, clean, erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. That original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean embrace it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over. Culture pushed over pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids, 